Welcome, everybody, to episode 206 of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. Will. Corey. Uh, no Eric again this week. Eric just returned home from being out of town for almost a week today, so uh, he wanted to go home and probably play some Batman, I would think. Probably. So he, as I said, was awesome enough to let me borrow his console while he was out of town for me to play, so I'm sure he's chomping at the bit. I would be, too. But he's also tired from traveling, and he pretty much worked the entire trip he was gone, so jet lagged yeah yeah he's he's uh relaxing at home hopefully playing i hope he's playing batman I really do uh today's topic is going to be nintendo nx console speculation uh there's been some talk floating around about the nintendo nx for a little while now there was some stuff that happened at e3 that made me want to talk about this and then uh the nintendo nintendo ceo president uh iwata had some comments in an interview that were interesting, so I figured it would be a good time to talk about what we think the new Nintendo console is going to be like when it's coming out, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. What we want to see in it, too. It is still kind of wild speculation at this point, it's, because it, there really isn't much concrete about it. It is very now. wild speculation, and they were purposely uh, uh, quiet on details, mum on the details, especially during E3 for a specific reason, but we'll get into that in a minute. Uh, anything anyone wants to tease before we get started? I played a new video game. Nice. Two new video games. Nice. Two and a half new video games? Uh, one being Colot. Colot. It's, that's the, uh, I didn't know anything about it until I saw it on Steam, and it got really good reviews on Steam, but it's, uh, based on the Dyatlov Pass incident in Russia, mm-hmm. where all those hikers died. Yeah. And for an unexplained reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's sort of like an action-adventure horror game based on that. But I'll talk about it a little bit later. I also played Frozen Cortex, which is a futuristic sports game. Okay. And nice. I downloaded and booted up Terraria version 1.3. The new patch came out this week. And uh, I'm excited to talk a little bit about that. I wanted to play with Will, but it didn't materialize mm-hmm. very well. And I also played Fallout 3 with the mods. Oh, cool. So Fallout 3. I gotta start. Yes. I gotta start playing some Fallout pretty soon. Oh, and if we have time, depending on how long this episode runs, uh, Gamespot had a good article on the games that were missing from E3. Oh, cool! So if you want to run through that for a roundtable, if we have the time, yeah, uh, sure. I would be happy to chat about those. Sounds good. Will anything to tease? Uh, I played honestly a little Heroes. I've been really busy. I haven't gotten a chance to sit down and play a whole lot recently. But other than Heroes. Uh, I didn't even get a chance to play the new hero yet in the new map. Okay. So Butcher? butcher. Yep, the Butcher. I'm going to talk a little bit about it, but... Nice. Didn't get a chance to play it. Gotcha. Yeah, uh, I'm, I played a little more Batman Arkham Knight. Actually, a lot more Batman Arkham Knight. I'll talk a little bit about it. Um, we're going to do an episode on Batman Arkham Knight next week uh, when Eric's here and has has played it. So that'll I be our... Play it. That'll be do you our, have it, Will? No. 
Yeah. I would have it on PC. It's really freaking good. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you don't want to have it on PC. Exactly. <laughs> it's been pretty terrible. Yeah. I don't we'll think talk. it's fixed yet, but... We'll talk about that. Yeah. Uh, so let's get into the main segment, shall we? Yeah, yeah let's, let's do, do it. it. So what prompted me with this, uh, the idea for this episode was Iwata's comments about... Uh, and you might have the exact quotes there, Corey, about Nintendo didn't want to show anything at E3 regarding the Nintendo NX because they didn't want competitors to steal their ideas. It's funny. I do have that exact quote. It was, we can't talk about the NX. If we do, competitors may take our ideas and customers won't be surprised. Right. Which I read that a couple different places. Uh, One of the goals of the NX will be to surprise gamers. Cool. Yeah, it's exciting. And a lot of this came about, too, because a, a lot of people think that with the poor showing of Wii U games at E3 for Nintendo, that the Wii U is kind of uh, kind of kind of being left in the dust now for the for the next console. Um, even Miyamoto came out. Uh, I think he had an interview with somebody, too, and said that the uh, the tablet controller. Uh, came about as a as a like a second screen to play games and stuff on and uh when they were starting to develop the console they didn't have you know p- tablets weren't really a huge thing yet like they are now um he said he he thinks that's that's part of the problem that uh you know people didn't see the need to have the the controller um be a tablet too when you probably already have a tablet or a phone that you would which I know you've talked about Corey mm-hmm. um a few times which i mean i guess i never thought of it that way i always thought of it as just it was a that that was the controller that's you know? what i mm-hmm. thought too yeah. um but that was that was one of the he talked about why the why the wii u didn't sell that well and he thinks that's one of the reasons uh mismarketing too obviously we've talked about that <laughs> uh, a lot of people probably didn't know it was a different thing it looks the same you know it's got the same name kinda so people probably didn't know it was a whole new product but um yeah let's let's talk about what we think Nintendo's got cooking up their sleeves. Corey, I don't know if you want to add any more of Iwata's comments or Sure. So uh basically all we know are are what Iwata and Dan you threw a Miyamoto quote out there. Like mm-hmm. that's that's all we really know about the console. There was a rumor going around, uh which I think is quite telling based on my speculation. Uh rumor going around that the NX will be based on Android. It's since been kind of debunked. Yeah. But not really. Yeah. Um, I guess the website, uh, the Japanese website that put that is cre- is credible, and they've been right about Nintendo before. And Nintendo's been been uh, has bunked them before, but ended up this game site was or te- I think it was a tech site uh, ended up being correct all along. So, mm-hmm. who knows? So uh, another a couple other things Iwata said, um, and I, I pulled these quotes from all over. I was just basically scouring the internet for any information on the NX. Um, Iwata said, if you only expand upon existing hardware, it's dull. In some shape or form, we're always thinking about how we want to surprise players as well as our desire to change each person's video gaming life. And that's another key point for me, uh, in addition to the, the console being potentially based on Android or, you know, a big Android influence. Mm-hmm. Um, and he also said the NX is new hardware and will start from zero. However, the 3DS and Wii U have install bases immediately cutting off software for previous hardware upon the release of a new machine is inefficient. So basically saying, Backwards even though we've battle. announced this new console, uh, we're not going to give up on what's already out there. Right. Okay. But that's, I mean, that's, that's one of those things you kind of have to say. Yeah. Uh, there are a few other 
quotes, but basically all variations on that same theme. Mm-hmm. theme. There was one I read a, like a week ago, and I can't find it now, but it was talking about how gamers' lives have changed, and just now the technology is there to keep up with it. I'm paraphrasing. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's another big part of of what i think will play into this new console when it comes out yeah uh, but i don't i don't want to jump ahead dan he oh they also said more details coming next year so yeah we'll know a lot more next year some people think they're even going to release it like holiday next year it's, it's possible i read that that it could be as early as the end of next year yeah that'd be crazy that would be crazy how long's the wii you've been out like four years three three years i think 2011 what? no right I don't know. I think I think it was 2012, early 2012, maybe. So that's um, a quick turnaround. That is a quick turnaround. It, you know, if it came out in 2017, that would be five years. That's probably average, maybe a little quick, but um, you know, because you're, of, you're right, Dan. 2012. Okay. The, the the PS3 and the Xbox 360 had really like really long lives. I was gonna say they um, the PS3 and Xbox 360 were a long time. Yep. Uh, so that's, that's, that wasn't typical generally of how, how, how long a system was out. Um, yeah. I mean, what, what do, what do we want to see in it? First of all, no, what do we, th- we should start with what do we think we're going to, we're going to see on it. Obviously, uh, the rumor is it's Android based. I can imagine that that they'll have some sort of mobile integration, uh, with their, their purchase of what was the mobile thing that they bought? D DNA. D yeah. Oh, D Dana or Dina. Well, they're partnering with them. Yeah, um, I can imagine it'll, it'll there'll be some sort of see what I, what I think they're going to do because I, I think they like the idea of second screen gameplay. I think they're going to have some sort of um, controller, but with a, maybe a, an attachment for a tablet or a phone on it to play the s- different screen games. Because one of the features I really liked about the Wii U was being able to like not even have the television on or have someone else be watching something on the television and play something on my Wii U on the tablet screen. I think I I probably played like 50 hours worth of Hyrule Warriors that way and, and other games, you know, mm-hmm. just on the tablet controller. So I think they kind of like that idea. I think they're going to try and use that uh, on their next console too. Or their next game hardware. Who knows what it's going to end up technically being, but... I'm kind of with you on that, Dan, yeah. but I think they're going to take it even further. Mm-hmm. And I think it's it's not only going to be uh, just a, like a detachable whatever. Right. I think it's going to be you're going to get your handheld mm-hmm. console uh, all in one. It's going to be like a 3DS Wii U all in one that's very portable. And when you get home, you can just plug it right into your TV and play your big TV games. Yeah. Take it with you on the road. Yeah. That's what I thought it was, too. That's not a bad idea. That would be my guess. And and I kept pointing out all the things that were telling me that like the the Android compatibility if it, if it, if it, if it's tied into mobile really well that could it could even be a phone, you know, a yeah. phone that is your 3DS and when you get it home you can plug it into your TV and play your games. Yeah. Um Nintendo I don't think like they can't really keep up with I mean they could make a console that's as powerful as the current gen. Um but I don't really see a reason to because the third party support isn't there for yeah, games. Yeah. So, you know, what's the point? People are still going to buy Zelda, uh, Mario, you know, your Nintendo standbys, regardless of what the hardware is. So it doesn't right. have to be a home console, you know? Right. It, people would buy a 3DS. And I mean, people have bought a 3DS to just to play those games that they 
they know and love from Nintendo. Right. Uh, so why not just go with something that's super portable, but also very easy to plug into your TV and still looks beautiful on your 60-inch 4K television? Yeah. Oh, 4K. Yeah, well, one of the things I thought was, I mean, you can dig, really dig into the Awadis comment about wanting competitors to copy him, you know. Uh, it's really too late, I think, um, even if they did announce some details for, like, Sony and Microsoft at this point to be like, hey, that's a really good idea. We should do something similar, especially hardware-wise, you know. That stuff goes into development, like, way before you even hear about it. Yeah. Um, so I, I think it would have to be, like, a an easy feature to, to copy or, or a software type of thing to copy, you know, mm-hmm. um, I would, I wouldn't think a, a hardware device. I, I you know, I, I don't disagree with what you're saying, Corey. I think yeah. You could be right on the money there. And just going, if you're going, if you want to talk about phones, like just imagine a phone and this is another iteration, but a phone that, uh, could just stream all your Nintendo games. Yeah. Maybe, maybe have like a Roku stick type of thing. That you just plug into an HDMI port and, um, you know, you, you, you play, like you said, play on your, on your whatever phone handheld mm-hmm. thing. Uh, but it also streams to the television via Wi Fi direct, similar to the Wii U, but, um, with having all the computing hardware beyond the device. So it, it is portable too, you know. Somebody, I was reading a Reddit thread and I, I wish I could credit the person, but I can't. Uh, somebody else speculated that the NX is, like a case for your phone uh-huh. and the case not only is control a pad. really good controller but it's also like processing power right add-on kind of thing so you could play your your nintendo games that way just on your phone wherever whenever right huh that's interesting and your your phone is just your screen that yeah. displays it yeah i do think it is going to have some some sort of integration like i said the comments from miyamoto about the the second screen type of thing i really think that that's probably the direction they're going to be going you know yeah um although ideally like what i would like to see is just a really powerful inexpensive console like an old console you know uh-huh. how do you think that would go over a a just like a, a high-powered console yeah uh as long as they can I mean, keep the price down again like i don't i don't see what the point is yeah well, I, I think one of the I, I know they they always say that they're gonna try and woo third party developers. Um, they never end up doing it, or not recently anyway. But a lot of that is because the the Wii U or the Nintendo consoles are generally uh, underpowered compared to the other ones and have a weird control scheme. You know, uh, yeah. The developers, did, the third party especially, didn't want to develop for even Nintendo really didn't want to develop for for the the tilt and touch and yeah. and the second screen all that stuff so um i wondered if they would just go go old school direction and and, and try and try and compete with because you know sony and microsoft don't have anything that comes close to comparing to mario and zelda and donkey kong and and samus and, and you know stuff like that so um if they were to go ahead and make a powerful console that you know at this point you could you could make for 300 three or 400 bucks and be more powerful than the PS4 and Xbox One uh, to come out next year. Didn't, you know? didn't they say that we wouldn't see anything with Metroid until the NX too? Yeah, I I think I heard something like that. So maybe it is a console. I don't know. That's why we're speculating. Another um, thing that makes me think there's some sort of big mobile tie-in and like on-the-go gaming and and portability and all that's 
one of the another reason why I think those things are going to be so huge is that the producer of Mario Kart 8 is now overseeing their mobile development. Mm-hmm. And you could argue that Mario Kart it was our wasn't it our game of the year? No, no. it was uh, Dragon no. Age. Yeah. Well, anyway, you it could argue second or third though. You could argue the best game on the Wii U was Mario Kart. Yeah. Um, and if you think of it that way, like they're putting their top talent on mobile development. Yeah. Yeah. Their top producer. Um, we had a feedback listener or listener thoughts uh, yeah. shared on Facebook from Jonathan. Jonathan, I apologize. I don't know where you're from. Uh, but Jonathan says the he listed a few bullet points nice. about what what the NX must do. Uh, NX must outperform the current generation of consoles. See, that's what I, I think too. I disagree with that. I don't okay. think it has to. Right. Uh, for the for the reason I brought up before, you know, they're not they don't have all those third party games. So, like, what's the point? Yeah. They're basically developing for themselves. Um, you know, and maybe you'll get a third party game here and there, but it'll be based on a deal that Nintendo has struck with this publisher, and it's going to be an exclusive anyway. Right. So, like Bayonetta, people, yeah, people don't buy Nintendo devices to play those games. Well, it's just because it was underpowered. That's generally why. But they've gotten away with it for so long, and, and that support isn't there. So, what's the point in in making a console that may or may not get that support? Right. I yeah. I mean, I I think they could it, with with the right hardware. Like, it's got to be simple. It's got to be powerful. And I think that if they if they do that, they can woo third party developers back. Yeah, it can't have a weird controller with a weird control scheme. Right. Exactly. Or the or being underpowered as compared to the other consoles. You know, if the Wii U Pro controller was like the controller for the Wii U, yeah. I feel like they would have a lot better chance getting third party. That's developers. a great controller. It's a great controller. Yeah. Go ahead though. Must be both mobile and home console. That's kind of what I said. Yeah, you think they're going to start like merging the 3ds and and the the home console? That's that's kind of what they're going to go with the next their next hardware. Yeah, I mean that's that was my main speculation. Rather uh, than oh. rather than having a separate console right. and 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 portable gaming system. Yeah, yeah like- I mean people they're they're portable gaming systems the 3ds and the DS and all those sold like gangbusters. Yeah. That's their bread and butter, really. Yeah. Uh, so that's the one thing that makes me think like, oh, maybe not, you know, because if they can eke out a console where people still buy Mario and Zelda, then they can also sell that, what the you, three, yes, the, the new handheld kind of thing. Right, so, right. I don't know. They can they can double dip. They surely will, but I, I imagine they figured out the the cost of all that versus what they could rake in in software, and I think I think they've justified to themselves to just have one. But yeah. again, this is all wild speculation. Right, <laughs> right. We're very interested on details, but continue with uh, Jonathan's. Must be input. triple backwards compatible Wii, Wii U, and also 3DS games. That that'd would be, be fantastic. That'd be nice, yeah. And, and that's one of the things I like about Nintendo, because even GameCube games run on the Wii U. And that's important to me. Uh, some people don't like to go back and play old games, but I do. Um, that's why you know Steam is, is so great, because... Uh, especially a lot of the games that you know you can't find anywhere else they're they're on steam and i like to go back and play my old games you know that's just something i've always done so backwards compatibility is huge for me even if it's not like disc based if you if they can somehow um you know put it even if it was digital or whatever and just ties to your account now that would be fine but i do want to be able to play my old games or any old games yeah i think one of the problems with uh with that is the digital like you started talking digital about the distribution, end. yeah, the digital distribution because I don't 
I own very few hard copies of games anymore, and yeah. once I stop playing them, I get rid of them. So yeah. backwards compatibility means very little to me. Yeah. It would be nice if whatever this NX is sort of does what Apple does with their. I was just gonna apps. say something like that because Nintendo's coming out with a new. Uh, like Club Nintendo rewards thing, and I wonder if that's tied in. If if these games are going to be tied to your account, you know, uh, your Nintendo account, and then mm-hmm. you'll be able to just carry those, you know, from yeah. now on in in your Nintendo universe exactly. or whatever. Exactly, and and that sort of speaks to the partnership with DNA, right? Um, who's handling their online infrastructure? Yeah. Um, if if that if there is a nice streamlined, easy to understand, yeah easy to add friends to uh, <laughs> Nintendo online thing that yeah. is basically an app more or less. Um, I think that would be really good. And yeah. like you said, you know, ha- buy your games and just have them yep. on this platform. A la steam. Yes. Steam, Apple, Android. Yep. Yep. Uh, must be able to use standard controllers and motion controls. I agree with that. I, I don't, I never cared much for the motion controls other than, just to show show off, you know, especially when the the Wii U first came out, it was really cool. But I don't generally like the motion thing. No, nope. it's still always been a gimmick to me yeah. until that until motion control is one to one. Excuse me, like it is yep. with a controller. Yeah, and you have complete control over what you're doing. Yeah, I, I really have very little need for motion controls. You totally don't like agree. the jank. <laughs> I don't like the I don't like jank. It's a gimmick, you know. Some things are cool for like a day, and then yeah, Wii bowling yeah. was probably the best example of the Wii uh, Sports was great. Yeah, yeah. And other than that, it was kind of a waste. I you played Skyward Sword, Corey? Oh, it was awful. Was it too much moving? Well, the I've told this story a bunch on the podcast, but the the time I played Skyward Sword was it Skyward Sword or was it the one before that? It's Twilight Princess. Twilight Princess. Because uh, I think Skyward Sword, you didn't have to use motion controls, right? Twilight Princess. Twilight Princess, you did, but Skyward Sword. Did you? Because it came out on GameCube, too. Yeah, it did. But I had it on Wii. Oh. So you and you had to, yeah. Oh, you had okay. to use the nunchuck to swing your sword. And the one time I played it was uh weekend I was sick, so I was laying in bed constantly having to yeah. lift my arm up and swing my sword, and it was the last thing I wanted to do. That's yep. right. I forgot. Yeah, you're right. It's pain. Mm-hmm. And Jonathan's last point, must have free online play. I agree with that. I can't see paying for online. I really don't. Especially if you own all three consoles and having to pay online for all of them. Exactly, yeah. That adds up. Because it's, you know, even if you get a deal, it's still like 40 bucks a year. If you own your console for five or six years, you know, you're looking at close to 200 bucks extra on top of the cost of the console itself. And then multiply that for your other two platforms that you right, have. Right, exactly. Yeah, I agree. Free online plays is, is, is if if Steam can do it, everyone should do it. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's a good point. Steam has a very good. I would argue that Steam has the best online platform. Yeah. Definitely. Oh yeah, I would agree. Between all of them. Yeah. And they do it for free. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Um, that's all from Jonathan. Didn't Eric have some thoughts he wanted to share? Yes, he did. Yeah, they're in our text messages. You want me to read them? Sure. 
Uh, Eric says, who couldn't not be present, basically I think the NX is going to be some form of tablet similar to the gamepad for Wii U. It will just be far more technologically advanced and will also mean we've seen the last handheld system with the 3DS XL. No DNA anymore with this tablet and mobile games coming. Yeah, so he he's kind of saying what we were saying, you know? Yeah. I think it's going to be some sort of... I really think that... Uh, that I don't know if you the Reddit user you were talking about, Corey, that with the NX being like a controller and processing power, and you just attach that to your phone. That'd be crazy. I think that would be hard to do, but that makes the most sense because everyone has, most people, even I have a phone now, um, you know, like yeah. everyone has a phone pretty much or, or a tablet or some sort of device. So, you know, if you could lower the cost a little bit of, you know, the screen or whatever and just sell that. Yeah, that would be that would be neat. That would be neat as long as it plays well on a television too, you know. And I think it will. Yeah, that's what I think. It'll be your your all in one home console and on the go handheld gaming thing. It would be great if it could just be your phone and you could just stream everything at all times. Yeah, to not have to carry another thing. But I think it's going to be its its own form factor. I just think it'll be a mobile form factor. Yeah. Now you just maybe it's even got uh, like a retractable HDMI cable that once you get home you can just plug it right into your TV. That's what my shield does. Bluetooth connect to your pro controller and yeah. you got a home console. Yeah, that's what my sh- my shield tablet does. It's got a HDMI out for plugging into the TV and streaming games to it. Now, what would Workflow. disappoint you guys with Nintendo announcing something whatever for the NX? What would be the most disappointing thing for you? Because there's always that possibility. Yeah, no, probably no backwards compatibility. Okay, I think that would frustrate me to no end. Mm-hmm. Corey, um, do you even have any Wii U games, Dan? Yeah, I've got like eight Wii U games. Same here. Do you still have your Wii U? Yeah, I'm just kidding. I, thought I was gonna say I play it all the time. I just bought. I just got Splatoon. Splat- oh, that's Splatoon right. for it. It's fa- a fantastic game. Think about trading mine in. If you don't play it. There's no, uh, not a lot of reason for you to keep it. That makes me sad that you want to trade it in. I play mine all the time. Rarely play it. Maybe like once a month I'll play Wii U games. And it's usually when somebody comes over. Uh, to answer your question, Will, what would really disappoint me? Yeah. If they just did the same old song and dance. <laughs> oh, yeah. Same here with that. I don't see that happening this time. But an even better gamepad. <laughs> no, instead of it. Instead of a gamepad, it's a phone, but not doesn't work as a phone. It's just a screen that, with virtual controls on it. Oh, I, so that's what people want. I can't. <laughs> I can't play games with virtual controls. I just. I just can't. I've tried playing like uh, even the Final Fantasy uh, remake for Android. I can't. I have to use the Shield controller. I can't. Yeah. I can't. Do I don't it. blame you. I, I want to get a uh, one of the maybe like Logitech controllers for my phone, but. They're just so expensive right now. Just get a... It's just plastic, you know? Just get a DualShock 2. They're still like 30 bucks, though. Really? Yeah, they're Bluetooth. I'll connect to your phone. Huh. Now, I kind of want something that I can hold and, you know, holds my screen. <laughs> the the they, they, they make, uh, like, clips that you can... I know, but they're expensive. Yeah, they are. The clip is like 20 bucks on top of the DualShock controller that you have to buy separate which is like 30 yeah. to 35 and stuff's that's way too that's way too expensive yeah and most of them aren't uh i don't know about the dual shock but most of the i forget what they're called there's words for them doesn't matter most of the ones you attach aren't compatible with games like 
certain ones are compatible to certain yeah, controllers, yeah. certain ones are compatible to others, and it's just yeah. it's a mess right now. Yep. While while they sort that out and get all get get standards, you know. Yeah. Okay. Any other thoughts on Nintendo? I don't have anything. Yeah, I don't either. Yeah, I wanted to have that conversation because it kind of sucks that the Wii U's kind of kind of fallen by the wayside. <laughs> but you know, they've only sold like 11 million systems in th- three years or whatever. So I understand them wanting to move on. Re- fast. Yeah, move on and reorganize. I just hope it's for the better. Yeah, I think it will be. I really like. The you know Corey said he doesn't want to see the same old song and dance. Um, I agree because the the Wii U um, was more of the same from the Wii, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that you know the 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 Wii was kind of um, flash in a pan. Yeah, you're right. It was you know like because that was that was the new new gimmick. I don't know that they sold like 140 million Wiis or something like that, something crazy like that. Yeah, 120 insane. of them probably are netflix and wii sports boxes yeah yeah that they don't they don't uh they it wasn't developed with uh gamers in mind you know it was well it probably was but it that's not how it ended up you know no so I and they sort I, of admitted failure with the wii u so yeah which not. is too bad because i happen to love my wii u yeah wii u is one of my favorite consoles right now to yeah. use yeah, but the big thing was the gamepad and how many games really utilize the gamepad in yeah. a meaningful way. Yeah. Zombie U. Yeah, but... Which is being ported to the other consoles now. That's it. As I said, uh, I didn't. I never thought of it that way. I, I was really more interested in the off-TV play with the with the Wii U gamepad. That's what I used it the most for. Yeah. Um, and, and other than that, a, it was just a, a controller. Feature. Other than that, it was just like a controller. You know, I didn't... I didn't feel like they needed to shoehorn the gamepad controls into games that didn't necessarily need it you know like a horn in mario kart yeah that that was unnecessary you remember, I, uh, i've played mario kart just on that you know on the tablet so or on the game yeah, that's how i feel about the new star fox you have to hold up the gamepad for your targeting reticule you can turn it off yeah but that to me like that sounds like the worst thing <laughs> you I, leave star fox alone yeah I'm, I'll, I'll i'll let you know when i play it and see how see what i think think of it yeah i hope that game's good i think it will be it looks nice people are divided on it i've been seeing yeah well people feel strongly about their nintendo that's true you know <laughs> that's a good point one way or the other love or hate so yeah. okay any other thoughts not i don't a- think so dan okay all right let's uh let's get into nibble bits shall we Corey, you want to get started with nibble bits Going right into nibble bits, eh? Yeah. Vainglory launched on Android today. It's uh, mobile. MOBA. MOBA? Mobile? Mobile MOBA. Yep. A mobile MOBA. Uh, Will and I both played it. Correct, Will? Correct. You enjoyed it as much as I did, right? Yeah, it was good. Definitely for the uh, mobile. It was great. Uh, just to sum it up quickly, it's a real good-looking game. Uh, the matches are fast under 20 minutes i would say for the most part uh and mobile wise it's just one lane and one jungle and three player teams so i didn't know this but they have 1.5 million active users uh just through ios each month which is considered a huge success wow i didn't realize that yeah so very successful ios moba coming to android 
I, I do recommend it. I can't remember how much it costs. Free. It's free? Maybe not. Maybe I lied. I don't, I don't remember. Uh, but they're also adding some stuff with this Android launch today. Um, there's a new hero, but I didn't bother to find out anything about it because I played that game for like two days, even though I really liked it. Now, is this on tablets too? Yeah, you can get it for an iPad. I don't know about Android tablets. I assume if it's for iPad, why wouldn't it be for Android tablets? I have, an, an, to phones? I have an Android tablet I can check later. So that's Vainglory. Uh, Dan, do you want me to talk about the Kotaku report about Warner Brothers knowing about yeah, go the ahead. Arkham Knight PC port, or do you want to wait until we talk about that game? No, go ahead. It's it's. I'm only going to briefly talk about it. I'm not going to get into it because we're going to talk about it next week, but so go right ahead. Okay, so according to Kotaku sources, Warner Brothers was aware that Arkham Knight's PC port was a mess for months before launch. This was a Patrick Klepek piece uh and this was they had two sources and at least one of them was a quality assurance tester who said this i will say that it's pretty rich for warner brothers to act like they had no idea the game was in such a horrible state it's been like this for months and all the problems we see now were the exact same unchanged almost a year ago so this is coming from the horse's mouth someone who tests bugs yeah uh, he also, he or she, also added, getting it to work on consoles was impossible for months. That's part of why the game got delayed so many times. They were totally unprepared for how hard it was on next-gen consoles. So apparently, at one point, they were told just to focus on console bugs, um, which meant that there was a they had a team of about 100, and only 10 of them were focusing on the PC version. Huh. Um. This person went on to say that we reported literally thousands of bugs that were specific to the PC version relating to the frame rate, which is what people are having oh, a lot of problems it was, with. It was brutal. All sorts of fucked up texture issues. The Batmobile in, partic- in particular has always fucked things up on PC. Um, so this person just saying, you know, Warner Brothers has been aware of this problem for months. They put all their resources into the console version. Um, PC version was kind of left out to dry yeah. is the paraphrase version of it but a couple things really jumped out at me in this story and i recommend you read it because uh, i can't really do it justice because there's a lot of information in there um one of the issues that they said was that warner brothers was very in in rock steady was very protective of the story in batman arkham uh-huh. knight and because of that they couldn't outsource the pc stress tests that um games often do game uh, console ports to pc right but uh, as Patrick Klepek said in the article, that's not uncommon. Like, a lot of story-heavy games do that. Um, they don't outsource the stress test. They should have just hired more people. Yeah, uh, it, it could have been dealt with anyway. But it's also interesting. There's uh, a lot of Steam communities popping up, obviously, that are trying to get this game working for people. And there's actually a person who will take your save file and hack you out of a glitched room if you're stuck in a room. Oh, wow. <laughs> this person will hack your save file and uh, get you out of there. That's cool. That is cool. Um, And then another interesting part, um, according to Kotaku Source, they said that external studios tend to, in this case, Iron Galaxy, who did did the PC port, uh, the external studios, when they are bidding for uh, the port, they overpromise and underbid because they want the job, because they use those to fund their projects that they want to work on. So... Well, that man. just seems like a recipe for disaster, you know. Yeah, I mean, and that I mean that kind of happens in every industry, right? Yeah. Um, oh, everybody's trying to win a bid for something. Yeah. 
But in this case, uh, when it's not working, you know, p- contractors will outbid each other, overpromise and underbid, and that's why projects, construction projects, take twice as long as sometimes they say, yeah, um, and cost twice as much. It doesn't always happen, but right. uh, but anyway, not that I'm giving them a pass. Um, you can't release a game that doesn't work, yeah, regardless of it being a PC port from a console game. Yep. Uh, Shadow of Mordor came out real well. Yeah. Uh, Dying Light was. I think that was a Warner Brothers, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Uh, no, it was Techland. Techland was the developer. But you're right. You're right, Dan. Yeah. Warner, Warner Brothers was the publisher. Really? Yeah, they helped publish yeah. it. Oh yeah, because Deep Silver and Techland. Yeah. Aren't, split ways. Yeah, split ways. Part but of ways. I think I think Dying Light was uh, built for PC, right? I don't know. Probably, maybe, maybe. As opposed, in this case, it was you know the a, other way around. Yeah, the other way around. Um, read the read this article. It's really good. We tweeted it, so you can go to twitter dot com slash ts athletes. Yeah, um, and find that tweet. Find the article that way. Yeah, there's really no excuse for that, especially like uh, I I read an article where someone compared um, this situation with with Batman to how rockstar did the pc port of grand theft auto 5 you know he said if 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 they had waited uh to release arkham knight on on because it's a really good game uh if they had waited to release arkham knight on a pc uh done the port right gave pc gamers the graphics options they that they wanted the frame rates that they wanted people people would absolutely loved it if they had you know spent time and made the pc version the best version uh even if they had to delay it uh, people would have been happy with that, you know, Ra- yeah. rather than release it broken and in a perfect world, Dan. Yeah. Dan money. Well, and I don't like to give, uh, I don't like to give rockstar credit if I don't have to, but, <laughs> exactly. um, they do deserve credit for that one. Uh, well just to that point, Dan, Jeff Gersman on giant bomb brought up a good point in the, their most recent podcast about how so much money, as you said, will is tied up in marketing in uh, that a lot of that is driven by a release date. And if you miss your release date, money is you know, gone. Lots of, lots of problems can happen. Yeah. Um, so that's why, yeah, that's why I say, you know, in a perfect world, it would be nice that everything came out and was working on its own time and working. Yeah. But WB, alas. WB interactive is the new Ubisoft is the new EA. So there, <laughs> there it is. <laughs> You know what it is, man? It's business. Getting in the way of art. <laughs> it is a weird dichotomy, though. The yeah. art and business of video games. Commer- commercial art. Same in movies, yeah. really. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead, Corey. Moving along. Shark Tanks. Mark Cuban. The sports guy. Sports. Right? Isn't that his shtick? He's the sports guy? No, he's a he owned, tech guy. He he's owns a, the Mavericks, too. Yeah. He just owns the Mavericks. Too. Uh, he's, he made a, a huge guy. investment along with a number of investors to esports platform Unicorn, which I, or it's actually spelled U N I K R N. Uh, I had never heard of until I saw this article. Tumblr. In the form of $7 million. Uh-huh. Uh, their funding to that point was only $10 million, so that's quite the quite the investment for them. Uh, they are based in Seattle. I had no idea what this platform did. But what they do is they allow you to bet on esports matches. Oh, boy. The article, it was a VentureBeat article, cited League of Legends, Counter-Strike, Dota 2, 
all that good stuff. Um, what jumped out at me in this article was this quote I'll read. And again, this is from VentureBeat. According to ESPN, 27 million people tuned in to watch the 2014 finals of the League of Legends World Championship. 27 million people. That's insane. That is more than watch the final game of the World Series, 23.5 million, or the NBA Finals, 18 million. Mm-hmm. Wow. I had no idea. I knew it was big, but I didn't know it was beating Sports. out the final game of the World Series and the NBA Finals. Yeah. Especially baseball, which I know it's not as popular, or it's kind of not, it's kind of dying a little bit, but it's still America's pastime. Yeah. Yeah. More people are watching these people, these nerds play Dota 2 <laughs> than they are, or it, I'm sorry, League of Legends than they are watching the World Series. If final. you, wa- I watched a little bit of this, and like, the production quality is so crazy, and they're treated like rock stars, like, when they pan to them while they're playing. Yeah. It's, oh, yeah. It's crazy. Oh, yeah. I know, like, uh, South Korea and, and China, they're, uh, like, they're world athletes, like, look up to the to the pro pro gamers sure yeah. that's insane they have the pro ga- gamers come in to give like the world cup soccer teams a pep talk and stuff like that could you imagine <laughs> no that's weird if you play games like that here you get picked on a little bit yeah exactly <laughs> by the athletes yeah mark cuban had another interesting quote in this article about how he only invests in things that he thinks will advance their industry mm-hmm. and i think that's really telling that this is something that he believes in and the numbers are there betting um, on betting on yeah. esports sure no just uh just the esports esports in general industry yeah. in general yeah uh so i don't know i i think that's huge and i want to check out this unicorn is that how i'm gonna f- fix my life just by betting on esports <laughs> fix or ruin <laughs> i like to know something i'm betting on you know i would i would have sure. no idea I had some luck betting on hockey. I'm not a betting man, though, so that would never never appeal to me. I'm a betting man, but I know when to stop. Yeah. I don't even bother. I just assume it's... If I ever do gamble, I just assume it's money lost, you know, and it's not very much. That's that's the trick. you got to go in knowing the money you're willing to bet has to be money you're willing to lose. Yeah, which is never very much. 20 bucks? Yeah, here and there. Uh Uh-huh. So I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Uh, Mojang, Mo, Mojangs, Mojangs, Mojang, yeah. Mohang, Mo, Mojang. Isn't it Mojang? Probably. Minecraft. Did I recently, I don't know. Because oh, they did the uh, on the Xbox E3. Mojang. Mo- I'm, I'm going to go with Mojang. Mojang. Mojang Scrolls will be shut down as early as July 2016. That's their collectible strategy game. I played. Played it for like five minutes, but wasn't interested enough to keep going with it. Not enough to judge whether it was good or bad. But right. uh, it only launched in December, and they're already uh, deciding it's not worth their while anymore. Microsoft now owns Mojang, uh, and they probably only care about Minecraft. So yeah. it's just if 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 the numbers in the red, what's you know what does Microsoft have any interest in trying to have a little passion project? You know, it's just not not just that, but Hearthstone is is the ccg you know yeah so or digital ccg anyway yep. this was a lot more in depth than hearthstone a lot more going on yeah but again i i lost interest really quickly so right. maybe it's not that great right 
just feel bad that like can you imagine if someone who plays scrolls like i play hearthstone to hear the news that it's just getting getting shut down down. yeah that would be awful it's one of those moments where you're like like creed in the office he's like if i can't scuba then what has this all been for (laughs) (laughs) yeah you know yeah you're right like taking the wind out of your sails for sure that poor guy yeah that one person that plays scrolls (laughs) (laughs) he's just devastated today yeah Uh, that's all i got okay what do you got will uh i got the ps plus games for july nice uh the big one which me and eric are excited for is rocket league that's gonna be for the ps4 eric's talked about that game i don't know uh, it was like probably a month ago i'd say he talked about it uh it's the roller it's like that cart game with the soccer ball and it's three on three and you try and knock it into the goal and it's like basically like a soccer game with cool cars and you can customize them and stuff like that and you got jetpacks and stuff it's pretty cool uh me and eric were going to buy it because it was going to be like 20 bucks but since it's free it's awesome yeah i get to save some money it helps me save uh or lighten the schedule for uh what i have to buy yeah uh and then there's sticks master of shadows for the ps4 i know very little about this game don't know yeah i've never even really heard of it i've heard of it but it'll probably be pretty cool and then there's mousecraft which is for the ps4 ps3 ps vita uh uh, entwined uh for all of them again and then there's rain for the ps3 and then geometry wars 3 for the vita nice solid lineup yeah um what's rain i don't remember i feel like i'm thinking of risk of rain rain is the game where you're like a ghost Okay, and you're you you, you somewhat you can be seen when you're walking around in like in in the rain, because mm-hmm. um, you're invisible because you're a ghost, but you can see like the oh. outline of of I think it's a, like a like a, a child, mm-hmm. maybe the ghost. Yeah, okay, I know what game you're talking about now. It's the it's like got that little dark art to it. Yeah, and it's okay. Yeah. I got you now. Is it on Steam? I don't know. I don't think so. Okay, maybe not. I don't know then. I don't know, because uh, there's a game that has rain in the title that always shows up on my recommendations. Risk of Rain, maybe? It's not Risk of Rain, oh, Okay, I don't think. That game's pretty good, though. What, Risk of Rain? Yeah. Yeah, I liked it. Get Go Risk ahead. of Rain. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, moving on. Uh, Dark Pit is going to be a Best Buy exclusive Amiibo. Uh, today, Best Buy put up a banner with a picture of the Amiibo saying, only at Best Buy and no other information has come out. Nintendo hasn't confirmed it. So nobody really knows what's going on with that other than it's going to be a Best Buy exclusive. They probably leaked it a little bit early. Yeah. Um, if you're into the Amiibos, Dark Pit's a character I like to play as, so I'm interested. I call him Emo Pit. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um... That game's real good, Smash. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the last one is the Miiverse is adding a photo album thing. You can save Miiverse posts and comment on them and stuff like that. And you, I'm a fan of the Miiverse with yeah. the new Smash stage. Yeah. It's pretty entertaining stuff to see what people can get through. <laughs> so this is a great feature, yeah. in my opinion. So you can save the good ones. Yeah, exactly. Nice. <laughs> um, that's all I had. Okay, cool. Uh, if you pre-ordered the Pitplay edition for Fallout 4 and you have a large phone like the iPhone 6 Plus or the Galaxy Note 4, 
it will not fit your device. Apparently no. it's only for like regular size phones. There's a bunch of inserts that come in with it. So you can put in like some of the more popular ones, like some of the older iPhones and then the galaxy S five and galaxy S four and, and a few different phones, but oversized phones or phablets as they're called will not fit inside. Which <laughs> Galaxy Good. galaxy note four is the one that I was going to get. So Aww. yeah, I'm not sure I'm going to keep my, my pre-order for the pit boy. I might sell it. Somebody has to do it. Yeah. Just I was thinking it's about a lot that of money. the other day. Like, I'm sure Bethesda paid a lot of money to have their press conference, but they probably easily made that up in what they've made off Fallout Shelter. Oh yeah. Fallout Shelter's huge still. Easily made it up. Yeah. And that's really smart. Yeah. That's what like that press conference blew me away. Yeah. Not even like I said, not even the content of the games that they were showing, just the how the press conference was crafted it was brilliant yes it was it was way better than the rest of them in my opinion and they're not doing one next year that they can't really no what are they i'm sure they'll have a few games they could show but they're you know that was that was the they should have just called that the fallout 4 conference you know they had some cool other stuff to show but that's really why people watched it yep and boy was it amazing yeah they did not disappoint uh, and then my next la- and last noble bit, I didn't realize I only did two. That kind of sucks, but yeah. what can you do at this point? EA is accepting applications for Star Wars Battlefront Closed Alpha on PC. I signed up for it and did not get in, so apparently it lets you know right away. Oh, really? If you get in or not. Uh, the link is on our twi- twi- Twitter feed, so if you want to check it out and see if you got into the Closed Alpha for PC, do that. And That's kind of cool that they let you know immediately. Yeah. Instead of you not knowing for months and then having it pass by. Yeah, no, I agree. I'd rather forget than be told no. <laughs> it was kind of crushing. <laughs> you like, you go in and the, like, they're like, you do not have access to Fallout, or yeah, Fallout, uh, Star Wars Battlefront closed alpha on PC. We're sorry, or something like that. It was, it was kind of crushing. Yeah, no is so final. Yeah, it's just like, well, rather than it. not hearing about it, yeah. Maybe that's why when you apply for a job, they don't get back to you. Yeah. So you can tell your friends and family, well, you know, they didn't tell me no. (laughs) Yeah. That's even more depressing to me. (laughs) Yeah, it's frustrating. Not just that, but they didn't have have the the time or care to be like, nah, you're not good enough for even a a no, you know? But anyway. That's true. How was your week, Corey? It was good. I have a, a, a number of things I want to talk about, and I wish Eric was here uh, for a couple of them. But I went to a meat fest this weekend. It was a friend of a friend. And it's funny because I was sitting at work on Friday, and uh, my coworkers were asking me what I was doing this weekend. And I was like, oh, I'm going to a meat fest. And I didn't really think anything of it, but meat fest implies some sort of Mail on mail. Oh, yeah. you went <laughs> sausage. And they all started laughing. I was like, "What?" And they're like, "Oh, you might want to drive by and make sure you know. Drive by before you go to make sure you know what you're actually going to." Right. And then I put two and two together. But that's not. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't a guy on guy thing. It was a, a <laughs> festival of meat. Uh-huh. Um, invited from a friend by through a friend, a uh, friend of a friend's party. But it was really cool. It was pouring rain that day. Fortunately, they had a tent. It was all outside. They had a bunch of coolers of good beer, like good craft beer. Uh Uh, I drank a bunch of beers I've never had before, and it was awesome. But uh, I tried some new meats that I've never had before. Nice. I had 
four meatballs. Really? They were good. I, I, I think I still prefer like a beef or a turkey meatball, but the boar, you know, it was interesting. It was different. <laughs> um, and the, the biggest thing, though, is you kind of wonder who's preparing this stuff and if they're preparing it the best right. to the best of, you know, the meat's qualities. Who knows? Right. Uh, also tried ostrich, which was one of my favorite. <laughs> it was really good. Um, How was that done? The ostrich was... I had pheasant, and that was just, like, strips. Uh, how was the ostrich done? I can't remember. I think it was just, like, little... It looked kind of like chicken, but it was just little pieces of it. Right. Um, hmm. And then I tried... The the weirdest thing I tried was python. Uh-huh. Ugh. And it was... Uh, bacon was wrapped around it. And uh, the meat had absolutely no flavor. It was kind of rubbery. Ugh. It wasn't great. <laughs> yeah. Um... I don't care much you for just, snakes. You just pop the whole thing in your mouth because it's got bacon around it, and you know the bacon chews up right away and tastes delicious, and then yeah. you're left with like a piece of silly dough yeah. in your mouth. Or <laughs> what's uh, what's those? Remember those little things that came in the little egg, and it's just like real. I don't know. Silly putty. Silly putty. It is gross. Adam Carolla always says if you have to wrap bacon around something, and you probably shouldn't be eating it anyway. <laughs> if you have to wrap bacon around something to make it taste good, you probably shouldn't be eating it anyway. He's right. Well. The host of the party, he was this English gentleman, really nice guy, but he asked me what I thought of it, and I was like, well, you know, I wouldn't en- wouldn't eat it again unless I was, like, stranded in the outback, and then I'd be like, yeah, python's all right to eat. Right. But uh, it was fun. It was fun to try. Oh, I also tried uh, peanut butter bacon brownies. That sounds delightful. Those, those are pretty good. Yeah. But the people I was with were like, oh, man, you guys, you know, you want to you wanna leave? And I was like, I don't want to leave. <laughs> I just want to drink the beer and eat the meat and yeah. just sit here. Yeah. I'm, I'm fine. <laughs> uh, it was a good party. Nice. But then I watched some stuff on Netflix I wanted to share with you guys. Cool. One particularly for Dan, you, and Eric uh-huh. called God Bless America. Uh-huh. It's a Bobcat Goldthwait movie. Um, it's about this guy who actually lives in Syracuse. And he's a divorcee. Bobcat Goldthwait is from Syracuse. Yeah. Yeah, which yep. is weird. It's Go ahead, A little love letter to home, I guess. Yeah. I don't know if it was actually shot there. There's a couple scenes of uh, the highways. Right. A couple shots of the highways in, around, in and around Syracuse, like yeah. signs for Binghamton and stuff like that. So they at least did those. But I don't know if the actual sets were, were in Syracuse. Um, it's about this guy who's just real, real jaded and just hates a lot of stuff and there's a few good scenes of him like with uh he's unable to sleep at night and he's just like channel surfing and it's just reality tv show after reality tv show (laughs) which is my nightmare by the way reducing yeah reducing them to their most annoying bits oh that's um he ends up kind of a spoiler he ends up losing his job but goes on a killing spree (laughs) and he kills reality tv stars and like just people everyone hates like yeah. always like that guy yeah um but it, it's really good i it came out in 2011 um and i guess that was before all these shooting sprees that we've been having oh. uh because i don't think that movie would see the light of day yeah. now just based on some of the scenes that happen it's, uh-huh. a, it's a little bit jarring but i was laughing my ass off my girlfriend couldn't watch it she said it was stressing her out too much uh-huh. this movie sounds hilarious pretty good it's only got three stars on netflix but i don't know i think it's worth more than that. what it's was it really called good. again god bless america. Uh, god, god, god bless america god bless america okay it's uh 
it's it's one for for those of us that are very easily annoyed by people today. Yeah. Okay. There's uh, a couple other good. There's a girl that kind of is his partner in crime is Bonnie to his Clyde, and they uh, just sit and list off things that they hate. <laughs> <laughs> It kind of sounds like an upstate New York mentality, though. That's, <laughs> yeah, good That's kind of how we all are, a little bit. Yeah. Yep. He's like... Jaded and hates yeah, everything. One, one of his was anybody who's ever been stoked. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. So that was good. I recommend it, as long as you're not easily offended. Uh, another one I watched is uh anime called Berserk, and I put it on on a whim... Um, I've been taking naps when I get home from work, which I don't like to do because then I'm not tired at night. So then I'm up most of the night. Yeah. Um, but I watched this anime called Berserk, and it's uh, called the Golden Age Arc. And there's three movies. The first one's on Netflix, and it had a five star rating. And I was like, I should probably watch this. Uh, it was really good. It's about this dude who's a mercenary, and he ends up getting tied up with this other mercenary who claims that one day he will rule a kingdom um but it's it's really beautiful really well shot there's a lot of cool violent anime scenes yeah uh, for those of you looking for and it's not as weird will as some of the other anime that you think i love (laughs) sword art online that's really good anime i like that a lot i just can't get into Uh, anime so i just give you crap for it yeah, no, I don't blame you. But I, Dan, I, like, I think you might li- like this one a lot. I like anime. I just ha- I I don't watch new things really. Like, yeah, when I go to Apparently, bed, I put on Futurama, and that's what yeah. I do. <laughs> I mean, me with The Office. Right. That's my yep. falling asleep thing. Exactly. But uh, it was an older series, maybe in the '90s. There was uh, like an anime TV series, and it's it's based on a manga, manga, manga. Um, manga. But it is it is really good. I watched I've watched the first two. I haven't seen the third yet. Um, I really enjoyed it. It's the the one main character is named Guts, and he just wields this really huge kind of like cloud buster sword. But it's not there's not a lot of like fantasy and magic and all that stuff. It's just very medieval. It's more European than it is Japanese. Huh. Uh, so there's armies lining up and cavalry charging, and and this guy Guts with his buster sword just like swings his sword and severs people at their torso and head. And I don't know. It's it's raw and violent but i don't know i had a really good time with it so huh. i do recommend it berserk berserk yeah the golden age arc the first one's on netflix okay. it's only it's relatively short i think it's like an hour hour and a half that's not bad um yeah and that's it that's all i want to talk about i think okay what do you got will i was just gonna bring up the uh nhl draft and then the nhl free agency started today yeah um first round of the draft i don't know did anybody pay attention to it no no cord did you a little bit a little bit um yeah. i mean eric's not here to talk about it but buffalo did some real big moves yes they did getting ryan o'reilly robin laner david legwand yeah i think buffalo next year is going to be competing for a playoff spot i could see that got a lot better eichel is definitely coming to buffalo next year yeah as i he definitely turned pro and signed with them so mm-hmm. that's good and i hope that robin laner does really well for them because yeah. i'm a big robin laner fan and yeah. i feel like he never got a shot in ottawa no former b-send yep my favorite story ever seeing Corey with the swedish flag and him getting real pumped 
to see yeah. as he, an 18 year old yeah i was gonna say he was just a kid when that happened that was years ago yeah, he's only 23 now so yeah he was mm-hmm. probably 18 it's weird to think about that he's only 23 because i feel like i've been watching him for so long yeah it's just weird to see that um boston got fleeced Doug, with dougie hamilton i saw that i can't believe that happened yeah um i feel bad for him too because after he gets traded the boston media is saying that he was an uppity kid who had was a loner well they gotta they gotta paint him well, as did, the enemy they did it to sagan they did it to castle yeah that's their rookie gm's fault <laughs> featurelli wouldn't have let him walk Somebody said that Boston was getting back at Shirelli by making teams in his division better. Because <laughs> <laughs> Calgary, I mean, got a great defenseman out of it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Not giving up too much. Um, they traded Lucic. Boston traded Lucic. Oh, yeah, they traded Lucic, too. Which somebody at work was very upset about that because he's a big Bruins fan, and uh-huh. Lucic was his favorite player. Yeah. I don't like this person. <laughs> I don't even know who it is. Talk about it off air. But, yeah, um, he's a king now. I'm trying to think of what else. Uh, oh, Castle getting traded today. Was yeah. big. And Brandon Saad, which blew my mind when I woke up this... Uh, I took a nap today, and when I checked the NHL trades and saw Brandon Saad got traded, I was like, what? Yeah, that's nutty. I can't believe that he got traded. I want Ryan and uh, Iowa's opinion on that, how he feels about it. Yeah. Because uh, Brandon Saad's going to be a great player. Yeah. And yeah, he's he's one of the few I thought they'd keep. Yeah, right? For sure. One of the players they got was a player that they put on waivers and Columbus claimed. And Jeremy Morin. I don't I don't know. I've, uh, I'd like to hear somebody who's a Blackhawk fan. Um, mm-hmm. But they got a really good player, Marco Dano. So. Well, you know, three cups in four years? Uh, I think it's... Six. six six years yeah oh, okay uh i wouldn't really care what my team did <laughs> you're right <laughs> yeah this reminds me Corey. how do you feel about Haglin and talbot i meant to ask you it sucks to lose Haglin. Mm-hmm. i was I surprised the, by that yeah i don't think the rangers could really afford to pay him though uh i think he'll be awesome for anaheim yeah who's the other one you asked uh talbot oh talbot that i think that was uh i knew that would happen you know, last year. Yeah. And they got a decent backup in return and about half the salary. So mm-hmm. they had to cut they had to cut some people and I think they did it in the right places. I really wish they could have kept Haglin though. Me too. I'm hoping Edom is alright. Yeah. But I, I he's just not hate gonna... to lose that speed. Exactly. I think Edom's pretty quick though, isn't he? Yeah, and he's young. He's younger than Haglin. Yeah. Because he's the one who said Buffalo was a dump or whatever. <laughs> um but I'm happy for Talbot too. Yeah, yeah, that'll be that'll be fun. Like if I'm a free agent, I'm kind of looking at Edmonton. Oh God, yeah, definitely. Even though they've been so bad for so long, but you know now that they got the McJesus, <laughs> McJesus. Well, because I saw Andre Sakara signed there today. Yeah, and he was uh, supposed to be. He's uh, one of those defensemen who got, got no credit because he played on Carolina. <laughs> So, but he was he was decent for them, right? Oh yeah, he was. People said he was one of the most underrated defensemen in the NHL. Yeah. It's probably Predators defenseman that's the most underrated in the NHL. Roman Yossi. Roman Yossi. Yeah, I agree. Roman Yossi's great. Their whole blue line's great. Nashville's one of those teams that are just so much fun to watch. Yeah, but I get stressed out. I don't know about fun. To be fair, watching the playoffs this year was probably the most stressed in life I've ever been. Yeah. 
I, don't I know. had to drink the last few games <laughs> just to get through. <laughs> See, I wasn't. Yeah. I don't know. I wasn't stressed at all this go around. Uh-huh. I just want to see uh, the Rangers win a cup in my lifetime so badly. Yeah. I've seen the Super Bowl. I've seen the World Series. It's the sport that I care about the most. I want to see a championship in. Yeah, were you you weren't born yet when the Rangers won their first cup? Were you? I was born in '95, the year after. Okay. I would not their first cup, but the last cup that they won. I think it's their fourth. Yeah, something like that. Third or fourth. Which is crazy because they've been around for yeah. ever. Yep. Will was just a symptom of the Rangers Cup win. <laughs> <laughs> God, Corey, come on. <laughs> Too far. <laughs> but uh other than the hockey stuff, I'm going to Florida next week, so I won't be on. Um going to warp tour down there. Probably gonna die. Yeah, it's gonna be hot. Mm-hmm. I, I'm a little worried because going through the Florida air is impossible. It's like you're swimming through it because it's so heavy. Yeah, especially during the summer. So it's going to be interesting. I am a little sad though, Corey, because I'm leaving the Fourth of July. Yeah, you'll get over it. That's yeah, true. Well, I'm gonna be traveling until midnight. Where are you flying out of? Uh, Syracuse. How are you getting there? I'm going to Wegmans. One of my friends there is gets out at 3.30, and then he's driving me and uh, my friend there. Oh. Yeah. I just realized I was playing uh, the Golden Age arc in Netflix, and there's an inappropriate scene that came up Corey. on the live stream. Corey. Sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. But are how you, long are you down there for? Uh, I'm coming back the 10th. I'll be back at, like, 11.30 at night, and then I have work the next day. Oh, boy. Yep. That's good, though. Like I said, like it, I think it's best to just get right back into it and not have time to think about the fun that you had and having to go back to work. Am I going to be depressed? Yeah. I yeah. I used to have real problems with depression coming back from a vacation. It's cause I remember one time when I was, I think I was still in high school, or maybe I was in college, but I was working over the summer and I went on like a week-long vacation and came back and was just miserable for like a week. <laughs> Uh, didn't want anybody to talk to me. Didn't want anybody to look at me. Yeah. <laughs> I hear you. I'm scared now. Yeah. Well, that's just me. I'm weird. Uh, yeah. Well, we're, as a family, strange. Yeah. Very strange. We've talked about this a lot. But other than that, I got that's all All I got. All right. Uh, I got a couple things. I I got Splatoon this week, so I forgot to tease that at the beginning of the episode. I'll talk about that during what we played. Uh, I moved my computer back upstairs. Um, this time of the year, it's hot down here. Uh, so sitting down here alone, kind of in the dark to play video games doesn't appeal to me. So I moved the computer back upstairs to <clears throat> not isolate myself, you know, at night from the, from the rest of the household. So, oh. um, so there's that. I feel like, it, oh, I have a cell phone again. I, you do. Yeah. Shut up. I do. Um, my wife really needed Done. needed a new phone, so we went in uh, to AT and T, got my Google Voice number ported to um, AT and T. So I, I still have the same number f- for for you guys. How'd you do that? You just, it's easy. You pay a three dollar fee to unlock your Google Voice number, and then you can port it to to Google or to AT and T. I ported my Google number to AT and T. No, I know, but. Do you pay that three dollars to Google oh, to yeah. get that number? Yep. Um, it's been my my phone number, I guess, for lack of a better word, for a few years now. I didn't want to start all over again, you know. So I 
just had it ported. Uh, so we, we went in and, uh, my, my wife, like I said, needed a new phone. She uses her phone a lot and I'm only using it as a phone. I have a tablet to do all the other stuff. So I took her old phone and she got the new phone. She got the galaxy S six, which is really nice. Oh yeah. Um, but I, I went in adamant against the next plan. Oh, they probably tried to shove that down your throat. Well, what happened was we got, we ended up getting a free tablet if we signed up for the next plan. Nah. So we were like, well, I guess that's that's what we're going to happen. So we got a Samsung Galaxy Tab 4, I think. Oh, that's what I have. Um, tablet for free, which is nice. So, Did you crunch the numbers? Yeah. Th- they punish you now for not going on the next plan. So it comes out to about the same. You're probably better off... Uh, buying your phone straight out like the full i think uh, the galaxy s6 is like 550 bucks you're better off buying that and then going on like uh like uh t-mobile or something like that and that's how you're gonna save the most money because with the with the next plan all they do is they you pay the full like 800 dollars for the phone over that they just split it up into your monthly bill um so like when you when you get a when you get a phone at the subsidized price it's only like 200 for the two-year contract price uh but they put in all these little extra fees and your your uh monthly charges are a little bit more so it ends up being about the same which really sucks phone companies might be the most disgusting companies and phone companies and uh yeah i was gonna say internet cable companies it's the worst They've got us by the cojones. Yeah. I mean, I got out for a while, but uh, my son's going to preschool starting in September. So I needed to have something that I could, you know, if I run out of gas or the car breaks down or it shouldn't break down, it's brand new. But, um, you know, if I need something, I would have no way to contact anybody. So, Well, hopefully the uh, Nintendo NX's cell coverage is pretty good when that comes out. <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> yeah. That'd be fine with me. I'd rather have that. So yeah, I, my my wife's phone was a Moto G, and it's fine for. I just use it for a phone. So texting and calls, if I ever make a call, which is never. Um, I I am gonna eventually get the Galaxy Note Four. Who knows when? I probably won't do the next plan. I'll probably just buy it outright. You know, for five fifty and save the, whatever, a lot. Lots of money. Yeah. There's that. I think that's all I had going on this week. Yeah. Should we take a quick break? Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, we'll take a quick break and be back with what we played in just a moment. Welcome back, everybody. Episode 206 of the Thumbstick Athletes podcast. We are now in what we played. Uh, I'll get started. Uh, I played more Batman Arkham Knight, which I'm not going to talk about, but I did beat it. Yeah, Dan. Yeah, Dan. Oh, thank you. Good work. Uh, it was an awesome game. I wanted to finish it up before Eric, Eric, uh, on his way home, stopped to pick up his PS4. So I wanted to make sure I got it done. I was up until five o'clock in the morning last night playing, and woke up at like seven thirty by the Ugh. by the children. So well, you're tired. I took a you're little bit sick. of a nap. Took a little bit of a nap. Yeah, you um, are sick. And caffeinated, which I'm out of oh, almost out of coffee. You're sick. Now I'm out of coffee. Sick man. Had to beat it though, and I did. Uh, awesome Congrats. game. Awesome game. Definitely, it's an easy recommend. Not gonna talk about it because we're gonna do a episode on it next week. So, but yeah. what about for me? Recommend it for me? 
Uh, me and Eric talked about that briefly when he came to pick it up. Which I don't, I don't know if you would like it. it. You know what? If have you played Arkham City? No, I played uh, the just the first Asylum. One. Okay, yeah. if you play Arkham City, it's similar to that, but with like Batmobile stuff too. Which some people hated, but I absolutely love the Batmobile stuff. I thought the Batmobile was really well done. So, yeah, just action adventure games. Unless the story's real good, it is real good, though. And I don't even care that much for Batman and and his his storyline, but it is it is pretty good. I was, I was pretty impressed with it. So, mm. we'll see. But, what was the playtime? I have no idea. A lot. I played a lot. I bet. I bet you it was thirty five hours. Maybe. Wow. Over the course of five wow. days. Yeah. Really? Oh, wow. yeah. I played a lot. Doing a lot of extra stuff. Well, we don't need it. I don't want to talk about it too much. Go ahead. Just quick question. Go ahead. No, I was just going to ask if you did a lot of the extra stuff. Is that what I did mo- at the playtime? I, I did, yeah. Oh, yeah. I did most of the side stuff. Um, the only thing I didn't do all is all the Riddler challenges because there's like 200 of them. Um, which you do incidentally need to unlock the best ending. You need to hundred percent the game, which I did not do, but whatever. I didn't have time. I, I probably would have cause I like the game that much. So there's that. But Dan, by playing it, you supported their PC port. I didn't cause I didn't buy it. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I borrowed it. I borrowed the console version, you're which right. is a good version. Never mind. You're right. Yeah. Eric I'll tell you is. what, it's beautiful. What? The game. Yeah, it's, it's nice looking, definitely. Um, so then I played that. Uh, more th- Super Mario 3D World. Uh, my wife will probably, my wife and I will probably be streaming World Four tomorrow. Um, we're gonna hopefully finish up Super Mario because she had last week we didn't get to do it because she had uh, two 15-page papers she had to write and final projects for one of, for her first summer semester. Uh, so she's pretty much all done for now so we're gonna play probably the next couple nights uh super mario 3d world i saw you guys playing did you dan where can people go to watch you and your lovely wife playing video games together twitch.tv slash thumbstick athletes just our twitch channel um it always tweet if you follow us on twitter too it always tweets out when when we go live um which is twitter.com slash ts athletes so you can do that uh, and then after we finish Mario, I think we're going to do Skylanders. So, so we got to, we didn't finish Skylanders, uh, trap team. We got to finish that before the new Skylanders comes out in September. So there's that. Um, what else? Oh, Splatoon. We got Splatoon this week. Uh, Splatoon is an awesome game. One of the things I didn't realize about it that I, that I realized now that I play it, uh, I thought the items and like, aside from the weapons, but I thought the, the clothes and the shoes and the, the headgear that you bought was just cosmetic, but it's not. It actually all has stats oh. um, that you unlock, which I adds another layer of depth to the game, and you can kind of uh, go for a build, which is cool, um, to help out your your squid, little squid person, or what, I don't know exactly what, what they're called. What's but. the DPS build, Dan? Um, I'm rolling a roller build. Okay. <laughs> um, I try to... I One of my stat boost is like that my paint canister doesn't empty as quickly and then when i dip in the paint to refill it it refills faster so that sounds overpowered uh yeah i've done pretty well uh the problem is i'm not good with console shooters no they're hard i've lost the capacity to do that very well because of you know once i got used to keyboard and mouse i'm just terrible i'm garbage at 
console control. So with this one, my, my, I, I mainly focus on painting the ground. Um, and then if I run into someone with the, with the paint roller, that's a, like a one shot kill. It's like a shotgun. And then you can also like fling paint at them from at short distances with the paint roller. So, Mm -hmm. um, that's my, that's how I roll right now. I I probably will try some of the other weapons because they're, they're pretty cool. Um, but I'm mostly just sticking with the roller for now. So three of the four of us have this, so we could do a team. Right? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I think so. Cool. I think that's how it works. Corey, you have it, Will? Yeah, I haven't All played right. it yet. I've had it for like two weeks too. I might, I might play it when I get to the homestead. It's. It sounds like oh, you know, that's kind of a fun idea for a game, but it's super addicting. Like I, you know, play. I'm like I'll play it for an hour. I'll play a match or two, whatever, and I end up playing for a lot longer than I thought I was going to. Just sucks you in. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Is there a paint thinner weapon? Like something that like removes paint? No, that would be a good idea. But they keep adding stuff. That's something they could add at some point. It'd be your job just to go in and remove the other team's paint. Yeah, if you just had a bucket of mineral spirits that you're running around with. <laughs> that would be cool. It's actually not paint. It's technically ink, but I just call it paint. Um, yeah, it's a really fun game. And there's also there's all sorts of, like, secondary weapons, like grenades and, uh, like, little, like, sticky mines. And it's just, it's a sweet game. It really is. Nintendo did a nice job with it. I've heard nothing but good things. Yeah. It's, it's so. really, really good. Um. And then the only other thing I played was a little more uh, Paper Mario Sticker Star, which I'm still enjoying. I think I'm in World 3 right now. Uh, I play that, you know, just occasionally when I get the opportunity. So still a fun game. Not much that sounds more fun right now. Paper Mario. Yeah, it sounds like what I'm in the mood for. Yeah. Will has it. You can borrow it from him. Or like yeah. a little big planet or something. Yeah. I have that too, Corey. You can play. Nice. You're going to have free range. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be stormy on uh, the 4th of July, too. We should just play Mario Kart. <laughs> well, I'm Mario planning on tying Bros. one on on the 4th of July for sure. Well, that makes Mario Kart even more fun than Smash Brothers. Been a long time coming. The The lady friend will not be accompanying me, so... Oh. I don't have any... Uh, no strings attached. Nice. And it's in a different area code, so... yeah. So drinking and eating. <laughs> yep. Fourth of July is my favorite holiday, so I always always enjoy it. But that's all I played. So, Will, what do you got? And the only thing I have is Heroes of the Storm, and oh, Eric's Will. Eric's not really here to talk about it. The Butcher came out, and the new uh, Diablo map came out. Those are real good. That's about it, Dan. Okay. I don't really want to talk about it alone. That's fine. I understand. Played, played Smash, a lot of Smash. Smash is still awesome. Oh my god. I'm taking my GameCube controllers with me down to Florida, so... <laughs> nice. Don't forget them. Oh, yeah, because I'm not going to get them back. Yeah. I'm going to forget something. My tablet. I'm bringing my tablet so I can play Hearthstone. Huh? Nice. Oh, uh, I forgot to mention, yes. this seems totally unrelated, but Will will know why it's related. Um, I started officially started my... Japanese language learning training uh-huh. with Rosetta Stone level one, and yeah, yeah, how's it going? It's not an easy language, uh, especially for Americans. Yeah, it is one of the top five hardest languages languages for Americans to learn. Uh, oh, really? What are the other ones? Uh, 
Yeah. Now I can't remember any of them. Huh. The easy ones are the obvious ones, yeah. like uh, Spanish, Spanish, French. Spanish, yeah. Uh, what was the other couple other ones? German? Italian, German. No, German's kind of hard because it's 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 like guttural, you know. Yeah. And what the the biggest problem is, first of all, the script, because there's th- three different scripts in Japanese. Um, and then there's Romaji, which is the English alphabet spelling Japanese words, which makes it a little bit easier. But you're like Spanish comes easy to Americans because a lot of the like the way you enunciate and and your intonation and stuff like that matches up very well with Spanish. But in Japanese, it's so hard because you're constantly like emphasizing vowels that you're not used to. Yeah. And, and well, English and uh spanish and and french are like latin based languages so yeah they're they're not that dissimilar right um but yeah uh anyway will the reason why i brought that up is you're going to visit your friend in florida whose brother is probably moving to japan eventually he got accepted to temple university over there and promised me i could come visit so i'm just getting ready for that that's awesome he'd love to have people yeah I know for, I know a few words now. Well, let's hear them. Uh, otokonoko is boy. So boy is like a whole sentence. Onanoko is girl. Onanokotachiwa is girls. <laughs> you should apply for a job at Nintendo. <laughs> well, it, it does kind of play into the whole video game thing. Maybe I could get a job like localizing video games. I do have the like writing background, yeah. you know. Yeah, that'd be a cool maybe, job. Maybe it's in my cards. Corey's gonna be localizing Mother Three. <laughs> that would be awesome. Corey spearheads it. Um, but no, it's it's very difficult. It's gonna take me forever. Yeah, but whatever. It's fun. I had a good time. I, I'm trying to do an hour every day. I didn't get a chance to today, but nice. It's one of those things. Okay. Everybody kind of agrees. Like, there's no easy way to learn Japanese. It's just you got to immerse immerse yourself in it keep plugging away well even that like i was reading some anecdotally like people were saying that they were too busy just like listening to other people that they weren't even working on their own i don't know it's like it wasn't it's not as easy as just going to japan and immersing yourself in it yeah um and they said like don't watch if you're into anime don't just watch anime to learn japanese because you'll very quickly start to hate anime right but whatever huh that's cool that is pretty cool it's a long aside. I want weekly prog- progress updates. Sure, I'll come on and speak a little Japanese to you guys. <laughs> Get Miyamoto on here. You guys can have a conversation. There are words that are really easy, though, like juice is jusu. Jusu. That's easy, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but but the, with the Rosetta Stone, you have to pronounce things before you can progress. It's so hard. <laughs> So you could be stuck on something if you enunciate it a little wrong? Yeah, you have to get... And it's uh, not only the emphasis, but like the how loud you... I don't know. It's so weird. It's just we don't have anything like it in English. Right. I don't think I could do this. I couldn't. There's no way. And there's like the polite form of nouns, which is really important in Japanese, I guess. Oh, yeah. Because they have that in Spanish, but it didn't... It doesn't really matter. Right. But in Japan, I guess it does. 
I can see know. that. This reminds me, Corey. Do you know our former Spanish teacher won Educator of the Year? For what? Uh, being an educator. No, like, but whose award? Yeah, whose award was it? The state? Yeah, I don't know. They oh. give it to, like, five teachers, and our Spanish teacher was one of them that got it. Good for her. Yeah, right? She's a good educator. She is, and it reminded me of how terrible I acted in her class and how guilty <laughs> I felt. Yeah. yeah. I want to write her a letter and say, I've grown so much, and I apologize. <laughs> apologize for my behavior. <laughs> anyway, I just had to... I think that's general. the general consensus for people, though. I think most people are apologetic for their behavior when they were high schoolers. This is how it was, though. Like, I got good grades in her yeah. class. I just screwed around a lot and didn't take it seriously. Well, that's how I was with everything. So, and she was cool with it because if I did bad, I took responsibility because I was being an idiot. Yeah. I had one teacher, one of my science teachers pull me aside and say, uh, you know, he tried to guilt trip me into, into working at school. He's like, you're smarter than, you know, everybody. Well, no, not everybody, but he's like, you're smarter than your, your grades say, you know, you should if you put some effort into it. You could be, be a really good student. I was like, oh, okay. And I just never did. In the back of your head, and you I were felt- thinking, nah, I'm going to be a <laughs> podcaster someday. No, I don't think podcaster ever uh, crossed your mind. <laughs> I dreamed to be a podcaster when I grow up. No. Here we are. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, that's an aside. Corey, what'd you play? I played a number of things, one of them being Invisible Ink, which I beat. Hey, hey well done. Good job, Corey. I'll put the yep. games on the list right now, actually. I was. Did you put my one from my ones from last week too? I believe so. Let's check. Go ahead. Uh, I was inspired by your brief mention of it last week, Dan. I had played it quite a bit before. I didn't realize how close I was to beating it. I did two more missions when I booted up my last save, and then I had beaten it. Um, I had to restart one level. I got kind of stuck and, uh-huh. and died, and I had to restart it. Uh, my team, Dan. I don't know which of these people you had, but I had Banks International. Nika and Decker. I had Decker and uh, and International. International. They're the ones you start with. I don't. Yeah. Uh, was the other? I think I, you, I think it's random. I think you acquire different agents. I was going to say because those names don't sound familiar to me. Yeah. Uh, but it got to the point. I had Decker. I had an augmentation on Decker that every time he knocked somebody out, he'd get six more action points, uh-huh. which is really helpful. Movement's a big part. Yeah. of the game because you get a certain amount of action points which allow you to move and attack and open doors and hack and all that kind of stuff. Uh, it's a really good game. It is a really good game. It's one of my favorites so far this year. Okay. Um, I, I highly recommend it. it. And it blends so many different types of gameplay together. I think what was the one, the best example you had, Dan? It was a, a mix between XCOM and Shadowrun Returns. Yes, Shadowrun Returns. Yeah, definitely. Um if you're familiar with those and you like them, I highly recommend it. And I think I could even argue that there's more going on gameplay-wise than there is in XCOM in Invisible Ink. I could see that. Is there combat in this game? Yeah, if yes. you have if you have weapons, okay. especially different types of weapons that do different types of things. Yeah. Uh, you can kill people. You can knock them out. You can pierce their armor. Um, the whole hacking layer, like hacking various things to open certain areas and D- done much better than chat one thing i didn't like about Shadowrun returns was the 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 hacking where you go into like the cyberspace yeah and that's a whole separate like thing you have 
I just thought that was a little too drawn out. I, whereas I like the invisible ink model of it a lot better. Mm-hmm. It's very, very simple, but yeah, not only, simple, not only simple, like, but complex. Exactly. And, and not only the, the gameplay being solid, but the, the polish, Yeah, it's, it's, there's no issue with it. No, really. I, I never ran into any bugs or jank or anything like that. Nope. It's um, very, very impressive. And thank you for buying it, Dan. Sure. How much does that cost? 15? I got it on sale. It was like 11, I think, when it first came out. Well worth it. Yeah, it's a, it was a steal. That's why I bought it. I was, cause, uh, some of the gaming people I follow absolutely loved it. And, um, you know, it came out. I was like, um, that they had like the 30, 30, I think it was like 30% off or something like that. I'm like, I have to buy it. I'd be stupid not to. So it's one of those rare games that is real inexpensive, but I would be willing to pay $60 for it. Yeah. Made that's by much. made by the same company that made Don't Starve. Yeah, that's how much I think it's worth. Yeah, they know what they're doing there. Definitely check it out. And then I played that game I kind of thought was real bad called Colot. Uh-huh. Uh, Will you should read about the Diatlov? I, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Pass incident because I think you'd be really into it. What happened here again? It was this the thing in Russia that. Yeah, so it happened in 1959. There were a number of hikers who were hiking uh, Kolot. I think it's Kolot Mountain. I think that's what they named the game after. Um, and never came back. And they went and investigated, and just everything seemed real, real weird. Like, the tent that they were in was ripped open from the inside, um, and the corpses were just scattered everywhere there were a couple people that ran away into the forest and like climbed a tree and tried to build a fire but they went in just their underwear uh and they were found frozen they don't know why there were people that found they found uh one guy with a his chest was totally caved in and crushed and just like a bunch of weird stuff that they just have not been able to explain yeah see i remember hearing about that i I used to watch the history channel like religiously and there was a, a documentary on that like really late at night and that's that's why I had heard of the incident. Uh huh. So somebody decided to make a video game about it. <laughs> about what happened. About somebody trying to investigate what happened. Okay. Uh, and I think, I think they gamed their reviews a little bit. Um, because I saw it on Steam first, and it got a nine out of ten. Uh, out of two hundred and fifty nine reviews, I was like, "Wow, that's that's pretty good." Yeah. Um. And I played it, and it's it's very much like a Dear Esther, uh, minimal user interface. You're just kind of, you get a map. Your character has a map, and you're just walking around this area, going to different waypoints. And the coordinates are listed on your map that you need to go to. Uh, and you learn very quickly that once you discover all, I think there's maybe 10 of those coordinates, and go to them on the map, um, you will beat the game. And you do that, but there's like these creatures that show up and kill you. And what I kept thinking was that it's a uh, Elder Scrolls mountain climbing simulator. Okay. Just so frustrating trying to get around places. Um, and then these creatures kind of show up out of nowhere and kill you. And then you have to go back to the last checkpoint, uh, which is real frustrating. And not only are you going to these coordinates that are listed on your map, but there's uh, things items, journal entries, um, news reports scattered throughout that you discover, which is normally okay, but these were just not interesting at all. Uh, It'd say things like, oh, today we 
blah 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 and just like nothing worth reading right like journal entries from the people that were killed the hikers yeah not not it wasn't alluding to anything weird that might happen it was just like oh we we hiked up the mountain and made a fire it was like that sort of thing sort of but it was too vague okay um because they talk a little bit about like i watched a movie i can't remember the name of the movie but it was like a fake documentary about people doing this exact thing trying to discover what happened to these people yeah. uh, but there's a lot of allusions to like supernatural things going on huh. yeah i mean in this in this video game it's blatant that's kind of they're going with that like right. there's a mental institution and people were had some issues there and i don't know um it the game looks nice but it was just terrible i was so frustrated with it about two hours in i was like i don't want to do this anymore i kept dying i couldn't get to the one checkpoint no matter how hard i tried um i kind of like the idea of just getting a map and you having to find your own way there's no other way to get around but it was just so frustrating when it's in a mountain um Two hours in, I wanted to quit, but I looked up the how long to beat, and it was only four hours. So I said, I can suck it up for another two hours to get through this. Um, so I did beat it. Hey, well done. Cola. Way, way to power through. How do you spell yeah. it? Uh, K-H-O-L-A-T. K-H-O-L-A-T. Got it. And the ending doesn't... Tell you anything? No. I didn't care for four hours. Of this game, I just was just pissed off. So the <laughs> real world story is way cooler. Which brings me back to my point about uh, them gaming their reviews a little bit. Yeah, I find it so hard to believe this game ha- legitimately has a nine out of ten on Steam. Uh, I'd probably give it like a four if I were to rate it. And I went to their Wikipedia, and the Wikipedia thing. Uh, there's not much about it, but in the reception section it says, Several views of the game have been positive. Casual Gaming gave it a 9 out of 10. Gaming PC Forum gave it, gave it a 4 out of 5. Gamer Headlines gave it a 4 out of 5. And it has a Metacritic average score of 62 out of 100. Yeah. So they list all these publications that nobody's ever heard of. Yeah. Giving it fairly decent reviews. And then it Fortunately, says the Metacritic average score of 62 out of 100. Uh, and I even looked at the user score on Metacritic, and it was like a 7 point something. Huh. I think there's some jank going on there. Right. Hey, you get all the you get your whole development team, even if it's a indie studio with 8 or 10 people, to give the game a positive review on Steam. or Family. Yeah. Yeah. So. I don't know. Could be I, I, I like the idea of it, but. It just didn't poorly didn't executed. Poorly executed for sure. But I got a beaten game out of it, so mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, played another game called Frozen Cortex. It's a uh, it's a sports game, futuristic sports game. There's a ball. There's two teams, and what you do is you control every player on your team, uh, and you give them the commands where you want them to move on a given turn who's doing what whether they're passing blocking whatever and then you click play and then you do the t- moves that you set up and your opponent does the moves that they set up it's actually kind of fun i didn't play it that much to really go in depth with it um but that came out this year as well yeah uh, sounds familiar. it's a little bit light on polish but the actual gameplay is really good uh-huh. um you can preview all your plays before you actually follow through with them. I think it's five on five or maybe six v six. I can't remember now. Uh, but it does a really good job of, of setting that scene of like a futuristic football almost. Nice. And that's what it is. There's like presentation. There's announcers that 
are very disinterested in what's going on, but <laughs> like, I don't know. You're managing, you're basically a coach and you're managing your team uh-huh. or a manager, I should say. That's cool. Um, but I'll, I don't know if I'll play that more, but I did like what I played. Uh-huh. Uh, so check it out if, if that interests you at all. Downloaded Fallout 3. I wanted to play Guild Wars 2. Yeah. But I couldn't remember my login info. And you had to submit a report, and Dan said it took three days. And I was like, you know what? I don't care that much. So I didn't. Uh, so I downloaded Dan's Fallout 3 instead on Steam uh-huh. and got a bunch of mods for it. The biggest one, are, are any of you guys playing Fallout 3 with mods? Not yet. Yeah, not yet. I'm going First to. First of all, it's a real big pain. I spent yep. probably about three hours uh, downloading, installing, manipulating everything getting, I needed get, to Getting do. it to work. Yeah, I had to edit like an application file to yeah. tell it to use all of my memory rather than two gigabytes of memory. Um, same with processing power. I was editing INI files, yeah. uh, downloading <laughs> script extenders and copying and pasting files over into that. It was real annoying, but I think it paid off because that game looks really nice and it's really fun. The, the most important mod you need to get if you have Fallout 3 on PC is the fellout mod which removes the green tint from the game oh, okay and just that on its own looks, makes the game look so much better okay that's uh, i can imagine that would be helpful um i got a few others i got more music uh more radio music which is cool um trying to think what else nothing nothing like gameplay wise i didn't want to mess with that too much i wanted to experience the game as it was just yeah more a little bit improved prettier and and i don't even know if i downloaded any user interface stuff i got weather like rain and i think snow is one of them um i think i got yeah i did one for ai that really improved the ai like if you stealth kill someone uh the people around them will react rather than just acting like nothing happened carry on Uh, yeah and they'll search for you if you like attack them and then run away like they won't just give up they'll keep looking for you uh just some more realistic stuff and i downloaded one uh that i I don't think i'm going to use it but it's one that makes it more realistic didn't new vegas have like a hardcore mode yeah yep i think it's something like that where you have to eat you have to sleep you have to drink all that stuff yeah that was new vegas did that uh some texture packs is there a nerf fox uh nerf fox uh mod I don't know what's that. Fox? You don't remember Fox? Oh, is that the like big mutated dude? Super mutant that had the laser gatling gun and just murdered anything that got <laughs> near you when you didn't yeah. even need to have a weapon. <laughs> nice. I'm sure that I'm sure that mod exists somewhere. Uh, but no, I didn't get it. Uh but I didn't I only played that for like 5 minutes after you finally got up and running. Yeah, well I did the tutorial. Okay. Uh, and then yeah. I Actually, I think the first time I played it, I ended up killing the Overseer. Really? Which uh, I, I didn't do this time. Yeah. He was attacking me as I... He was attacking me with a baseball bat as I left. <laughs> it's just... Nice. That early on in the game, they don't do enough damage, really, to kill you. So he was following me around the vault as I was leaving, just hitting me with a baseball bat. <laughs> nice. It's kind of funny. But uh. look, looking forward to having a long afternoon with that game. Uh, and the last thing, Terraria released its 1.3 patch. Uh, I haven't really played it at all. Uh, I just set up a map 
in a uh, online game. Will you got to join me? I'm ready. I'll join you. When- uh huh. Can we? Can we? Can we like just jump into the server anytime? You can connect through Steam now. Oh, okay. oh thank God. Uh, so there's an option in the menu that just like play over Steam or play with friends or something, and you just I, I hope it's as easy as just clicking your friend and sending them an invite. We'll see. Okay. Uh, but I made a large world. Um, I wanted to talk more about the changes that were coming, but I forgot to list them in my notes. But I made a large world and did expert mode. Um, just makes things a little bit harder. Which means if you die, you're dead. Or is no, this stuff no. Is harder? So expert mode is more uh, like the boss's scale to how many people are playing. Oh, and gotcha. I can't remember some of the other things that they did. Um, just makes it more more of a challenge overall. That game was kind of hard to begin with, Corey. It was until there were like five of us. And then we all had the Terra, Terra Blade with the best armor. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but they did a ton of stuff to that game. I talked about it last week, but 800 new items, lots of gameplay changes, uh, streamlined a lot of things, tweaked a lot of the weapons to make a lot more of them more viable. Because I think it kind of turned out in the last one, there was just like one or two weapons that you wanted to use. Yeah. Hmm. This ge- that game's there's, still so good. There's a portal gun now. Um... Yes, but uh, they made it really easy to upload your characters and the worlds that you create to the cloud. So that was the first thing I did. I update. I made a character called Phil J. Fry, and I made him like Fry. Nice. Uh, So I uploaded him to the cloud, and then uploaded the large world that I made to the cloud. So it's easily bootable on my PC or on my laptop. It's always there. Yes, sir. What day? And that's all I played. What What day? What day are you coming in? Friday. Maybe we'll play Friday night. I'm ready to play tonight. Maybe we'll play tonight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now we're talking. Oh, nice. Okay. That's it. That's it. All right. Feedback time? Sure. We do feedback after what we played, right? Sure. Yes, sir. Feedback. What are you looking to me? Yeah, you want to call it up, Corey? probably easier for you to get it than me right um yeah i guess i know we got a couple late emails this one comes from idaho jake hey guys i am still playing eso and it gets better the more i play last week i said that i wish they had a quick weapon swap and i hit level 15 and boom quick weapon swap so now i can go from my bow to my axe by pushing the left d-pad nice Unlocking features as you go. Now for Just Cause 2. I downloaded free for my 360, and wow, fucking wow, I wish I got into this game when it came out. Graphics, even on the 360, are actually great, and the world is so damn big. I think it is GTA 5 graphics with Saints Row controls, and it makes for one amazing game. I'm definitely pre-ordering Just Cause 3. I recommend this to everyone who likes video games. Now for Question of the Week. Um, I guess I'll save that until we do Question of the Week. Uh-huh. Yeah, I really like Just Cause 2, Jake. Um, it was one of my four in February games uh, played on PC. Uh, other than the crashing, uh, it was an awesome game. And he's absolutely right on the money with uh, GTA World and Saints Row controls because it does control a little bit more like Saints Row than it does Grand Theft Auto, which is, for me, a good thing. Um, yeah. It's it's really, really fun. It's a, play, it's a playground. It's a sandbox. You just create chaos and it's awesome and grapple everything with the grappling hook yep the grapple grappling hook is fantastic so 
Good stuff. Um, sorry, and I'm not prepared to. Just trying to find all the, the feedback. I was gonna get it together, but I only just set up the studio like a minute before we started. So uh, yeah, I was doing my notes. Um, because I was on the phone all evening trying to f- figure out Friday. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. Uh, it's not your fault. Um, I know we have one from Tito in LA. Yep. But I don't see it on Facebook. It was yeah. an email, wasn't it? Was it was it Facebook? Was it voicemail? I email? Think, I think it was an email. I don't see it. it. Should be in our feedback folder, or maybe it's still in the inbox. Oh, the feedback folder! I forgot that we had that. I'm the one that sends everything to it. I was too. say I never use it. You yell at Eric all the time to use it. Mm, nope, I don't see it. Huh? Check trash. Maybe. Oh, hopefully, someone didn't accidentally delete it. Well, he had just sent it in. Yeah. Trash. Nope. Really? It's gone? Yeah, I don't see it. I don't see it. Um, I, I remember he said something about uh, how he found us. He did a search. Um, oh, 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 I got it. Okay, good. Wait, June 29th? Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Uh, Tito from LA here. Sorry, Tito. Yeah, we got it. We got you covered. <laughs> I thought I'd give some feedback based off some really old episodes I've been listening to. On how I found out about you, uh, we asked on our episode from a couple months ago. Yeah, we've asked that a, f- a few times, I think, as for, for people to let us know how they found us. I found you guys on Stitcher. First episode I listened to was the Bioshock Infinite episode using their keyword search. So glad I found this podcast. Ah, oh, thank you. Thanks, Thanks Tito. Tito. That was something we talked about before we even started that yeah. we wanted our Top- episodes to have. Topic-based. So Topics. if you're searching for something specific like a game or uh you know when we do other things like if you're doing a search for the nintendo nx like our podcast could come up for nintendo nx speculation you know i wanted to have because like a lot of the a lot of the gaming podcasts will just be like episode 60 and you know Mm -hmm. that doesn't mean anything if you're if you're doing searches you know right especially with us we don't you know we're not like uh destructoid or you know we don't have have a following to to well, get away don't? with do something like that. How dare you? Well, you, you know what I mean. Uh, we, we we didn't have yeah. a built in audience, especially when we started. Yeah, you know, it's just as much marketing as it is simplifying. Like, exactly, giving people the opportunity. People that can't listen to every single episode, you know. Yeah, and they can pick and choose. I know want. it's crazy, but might care what we have to say about something. <laughs> can you know just find that and, and see what we think? Yeah. Yep. Uh. Top five PlayStation One games. This is one of the first episodes we did. I vaguely remember that. Yeah, it's vague for me too. Uh, Tito lists his five. Crash Team Racing is his number five. Where Mario Kart excelled at the racing, Crash Team Racing excelled at the battling. So much fun. It also had a campaign with a story that had a mix of races where you had to beat the boss or actually battle them in their battle arena mode. There was also a world map you could drive around in. I honestly think it was better than Mario Kart at the time. That sounds awesome. If Mario Kart had a story mode... Yeah, uh, a lot of people love that game. That's really po- uh, like cult cult following type of type of game. I might have to look into that. Yeah, just buy buy an old copy from somewhere, play it on a emulator with uh like with a world map that you could a Mario Kart game with like a world map that you could drive around in and, and yeah. do like story races. Story mode would be great for Mario Kart. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Yeah. 
now we're talking. Uh, number four, Rival Schools. Awesome fighting game that was probably the first to use the tag team system. But what made the game fun was the awesome mini games that I was addicted to. Not familiar with that at someone all. Someone else brought up, when we were talking about our favorite PlayStation 1 game, someone else brought up Rival Schools. Yeah, I, I feel don't, like... I, I don't remember who it was, but someone else, that was on someone else's list, definitely. That's Not one of ours, but it was no, one of no. our listeners. Uh, number three, apropos, is Breath of Fire 3. Gate, great game, never beat it, need to. I played one and two were Super Nintendo games, right? Yes, or one was Nintendo, one was Super Nintendo. Yeah, those are the only ones I played too. Bri- yeah, very, very briefly, yep. Yeah, never never really got sucked into it. It was I always get Breath of Fire confused with Lufa. Yep. Remember the Lufa series? Yep, Lufa 2, Rise of the Sinistrals. Yeah. <laughs> Number two, Lunar Silver Star Story Complete. Damn, I really enjoyed this game. Cutscenes were actually hand-drawn anime, which was really cool and had great voice acting. Story was enjoyable. It was a very quaint game that, unlike Breath of Fire 3 and Xenogears, I managed to finally beat. Even contributed to the Game Fact section after it had been out for over a decade. That's hardcore. That is hardcore. And I had that game, actually. Uh, Oh, you did? I did. Yeah, didn't it come in, like, a really cool package? It was one of the fat cases because I think it had like three discs or four discs or something like that. So oh. it was the fat, the fatter PlayStation game cases. Um, oh, I'm thinking of. Didn't you have Ark the Lad in a really cool case? Sounds familiar. I don't know, maybe. But I did have that game. I, I never. I don't know that I ever got into it, but uh, that was in the time when I had my PlayStation, and I feel like every week I me and uh graham and eric would go over to gamestop and buy a bunch of games so i was just i i bought a bunch of games and i ne- i didn't play most of them i think that was one i like played for a day and then moved on to the next game yeah so when i first started uh earning my own money and and just blowing it on everything any game i could buy yeah sometimes i wish i had infinite time so i could go back and play all these yep me too classic jrpgs yep uh number one xenogears tried to replay it so i can finally say i beat it that was about a year ago stopped it around the same spot i did when i was a kid Ugh. hands down the best rpg story ever so many interesting themes and storylines it's filled with so many different things and play styles and when you think they go lost on you and can't answer or tie up all the storylines their deus ex machina answers everything in such a cool way Felt like a real odyssey, much like Final Fantasy VII. I recommend this game for Corey. I think he'd dig it. I believe I played Xenogears. Yeah. On my PlayStation 3, I think I downloaded it from the PlayStation Store. Mm-hmm. That's the one with mechs, right? Yeah. But it's like Final Fantasy Tactics with mechs? Yep. yep. Okay, yeah. I, I did play it briefly. Um, I wish I had played it when it came out, because I think you're right. I think I would have loved it. That's that's on, like, if you if you do a search for top PlayStation games, that's on pretty much everybody's list, that game. It's it's mm-hmm. uh, widely regarded one of the best RPGs of all time. So, that's And then he one. adds at the bottom, Final Fantasy VII isn't listed because I actually played the PC version. Nice. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird to think that they came out with a PC version, like, around when when the PlayStation version came out. I remember very weird. I played it. The PC version? Jared Needham had it. Yeah. Did he? I yep. didn't know that. Okay. He yep. did. Uh, honorable mentions, Jet Moto. Such a fun game at the time. Not familiar with Jet Moto yeah, at all. I, ba- I vaguely remember that one. 
thanks for that, Tito. Yeah, thanks, Tito. Good, good thoughts. I think I read it all. Who knows? Yeah, if I, if I mean, if anyone else is is going back and listening to old episodes, feel free to for chime in about that stuff. Yeah, we it's, used to do our top fives for. We should do one of those one we, of these days. We should for old systems. I think we left off with uh, Xbox and PlayStation Two. No. We did PlayStation. Do, do, I don't even know if we did Xbox. I don't know. I'll have, to, I'll have to look on. Yeah, I'll have to look on our episode list because I, I have no idea. We didn't. We didn't do Xbox. We just did PlayStation. I think so. Nintendo sixty four. I don't think we even uh, did Nintendo sixty four. I don't know. We'll go back and look, and maybe add those to our repertoire. Yeah, our episode list. So we won't have a lot of games coming out this summer, so. All yeah, right. I really don't know. I think that's it. That's it for feedback? I believe. Uh, I apologize if I missed anybody. Yeah. Oh, we, yeah, we've got some question of the week answers. Okay. Uh, do we want to get right into that, or do we want to run through this roundtable that I have? Let's do the roundtable. It's still relatively early, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, we're at an hour and 50, but that's fine. Uh, so GameSpot did this article that I pulled from games missing from E3. Um, I only pulled the ones that I was interested in. Some of them I didn't even know anything about, so must not have been that big of a deal. Um, Homefront the Revolution. Oh, yeah. Do you guys care about Homefront? No. No, but I I forgot that game existed, actually. I like the idea of it, but I, I don't think the execution is ever as good as the idea sounds. I don't think anybody was missing it at E3. I'll, I'll say that much. Yeah. Dead Island Two. That's one I forgot about, but I'm yep. surprised it wasn't there. Yeah. That's supposed maybe to come out for this the year. best. What? That was supposed to come out this year, I think. Yeah. Maybe it's for the best. You know, maybe they're wa- they're a ways off and don't want to show anything. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we never saw gameplay of that, right? They just had that one cool. There's game. Trailer. There's some gameplay. Really? Uh, yeah. Not a lot, but. Oh. Okay. Uh, Bravely Second End Layer. Probably because it's already out in Japan. Bravely Second was on the Nintendo Treehouse. I did watch some Bravely Second. Okay. So it was there, but not... I don't think, like, on the show floor. It was only you could watch right. on their, right. their Treehouse. Deep Down? Yeah, I haven't heard anything about Deep Down in a while. Not, not present. That's uh, Capcom's free-to-play, right? RPG? Yeah, for, yeah, for PlayStation 4. Looked cool when we saw it two years ago. Yeah, you know, I think they showed us a little bit of it last year too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one I w- was looking forward to seeing some more of was the witness, Jonathan Blow's next maybe masterpiece. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, that's supposed to come out relatively soon, though. I guess they're they're ready to go. So good. We shall see. Uh, Hazelight's next project. Hazelight did Brothers: Tale of Two Sons. Uh-huh. Um, they teased they teased their new game at the Game Awards last year, mm-hmm. but nothing about it here. I would have liked to see what they're working on. New God of War was confirmed also last year, but we didn't see any of that. Curiously, yeah. Overwatch. Blizzard had a good opportunity to show some Overwatch at the PC. Uh- yeah, the PC gaming, and they they talked about Heroes and StarCraft too. I think uh, that's going to be their BlizzCon thing. 
Oh, yeah, that, yeah. I forget they have their own convention, don't Cause, they? Yeah, because they're, I think, once BlizzCon, they said the the beta will be in the fall. Yeah. So. I'm re- really excited for Overwatch. They're, uh, they keep, re- like, every couple of days they release gameplay of a, uh, new characters. New characters. Yeah. Looks so good. Are they, is, do they have an active beta right now? No. no. Beta starts in the fall. The fall. Oh. At least that's what they said at PAX East when they had their panel. Yeah. Well, I'll have to play in beta because once it's released, I won't want to. <laughs> yeah, I'm probably the same way. <laughs> <laughs> and then the last one is Inside. That's Playdead, who did Limbo's, who did Limbo. That's their project, mm-hmm. which I'm I'm curious to see more of. I really loved Limbo. Yeah. Uh, and that was announced last year. And I think there was a little bit of a, yeah, there was a teaser for it. But I mean, there's nothing at E3 this year for it. Right. Which is unfortunate. <laughs> Microsoft had a few that were absent too. Some of their bigger titles, Crackdown, Quantum Break, Quantum Break, and there was another one that we can never remember that they're going to sh- they're going to show at Gamescom. But they, they weren't they weren't even at the not at all show floor. I don't think so. Why didn't GameStop write about them? I don't know. Maybe because <laughs> we knew we know we knew going into it that they weren't yeah. going to be there. Because I think I think Microsoft even said before E three even started that they weren't going to have those. They were saving them okay. for Gamescom. So. Yeah, which Fair is enough. which is in August. So we'll have to do a, a Gamescom recap too, because that's a that's a big one. There'll be some big announcements there. It's in, uh, I think it's in Germany. Yeah, it is in next month. Yeah, August. August. Oh, all right. I I should know the city, but I can't. I can't think of it off the. The one that starts with a C. I don't think so. It is. Oh, hundred percent. Oh, Cologne. Yeah. That's Germany, right? Yep. Because I don't think I would have said that city if I wasn't. If it didn't stick yeah. out. I was. I, I I was thinking something else. I don't. Um, I only got two hours of sleep last <laughs> night. <laughs> don't tired. don't don't judge me. Uh. Okay. Question of the week. Question of the week. Uh, this past week was, what is your victory song? Uh, Miguel in Spain. Did, what city is Miguel from? I don't know if you ever specified what city he's from in Spain. He did, but I don't remember. I, Miguel, he, he did a while ago. What city you live in? Yeah. Uh, the first thing that comes to my mind is the fanfare of Final Fantasy VIII. And I don't know if the sound of opening a chest in a Zelda game qualifies as a fanfare. Well, the good news, Miguel, is that whatever you want to qualify, qualifies. So yeah. if you want the sound of opening a chest in the Zelda game to be your fanfare, it's all yours. Uh, any of the Final Fantasy fanfares are good. Yeah. It doesn't have to be a video game song, though. I mean, you could. I ran through a couple songs I wanted to be my victory song that are pop. I actually, yeah. I actually uh, was listening to a lot of the orchestral Final Fantasy music this week. For some reason, I just had a hankering for it. And piano, too. It's good stuff, right? Yeah, piano yeah. arrangements for, for a lot of the classic Final Fantasy songs are really well done. He's nice, yeah? Yep. Yeah. Uh, Ryan in Iowa says, easy, Chelsea Dagger. And then he posted on our Facebook uh, 8-bit, 8-bit remix cover of Chelsea Dagger nice. to fit the video game theme. Uh, Idaho Jake says, Warrior's Call by Volbeat. Will? Uh, I don't know Volbeat. I know what kind of music they play, though. 
Okay. So it gets a thumbs up for me. <laughs> yeah, I'm not familiar with that. Um, then he adds some moods. In some moods, the theme song to Skyrim. Yeah, that's good stuff. Although I like the uh, Morrowind theme more. Yeah, I can see that. Is it that. the same? Yeah, it, it's it's it sounds different, but it's it's the same uh, the same song, I guess. Mm-hmm. It was for Oblivion too. I think that's all of the answers. Okay. Well, what's yours, Corey? Well, originally I kept thinking of like depressing songs, uh-huh. and I was like, well, that's not a good fanfare. Like I was thinking more along the lines of like theme songs. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I just came up with a bunch of depressing songs. But if I was forced to pick like a victory song, I looked uh, quickly looked at my Spotify. Okay. Um, Touchdown Boy by Blink One Eighty Two. Oh, that's a great song. <laughs> Thought that would be a pretty good. That's a great song. song. Yeah. Uh, my friends over you. Uh huh. Newfound Glory. <laughs> Me just that the... intro, I think, would be really good. Oh yeah, we listened to Newfound Glory at uh, at, at Guy, on Guys Weekend a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Weekends ago. Yeah. yeah. Just that yeah. uh, that'd be a good victory song. Yeah. The New York Rangers goal song would be a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. And the only other one I thought of was Mata Hoople's All the Young Dudes. I don't know that one. You'd know it if you heard it. I don't know. Uh, all the young dudes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I do know that song. Do, do, do. Uh, and that's what I came up with. Okay. What about you, Will? Boyfriend by Justin Bieber. I don't know that song. You don't know Boyfriend, Dan? No. I'm it's, really out of hey, the loop. Hey, hey, you, you, I don't like your boyfriend. That's Avril Lavigne, like- <laughs> and it's your girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. I oh. happen to love that song, so how dare you? How, how dare, dare you, you <laughs> equate Avril Lavigne to <laughs> Justin Bieber? I have that CD. Corey, that's very <laughs> offensive. <laughs> Take it back. I take it back. Thank you. Wait, that's is actually, that, who's that offensive to? Avril Lavigne or... Bieber? I don't know. I don't know. Both, probably. <laughs> People who are fans of both would be offended. I'm offended as a, as an Avril Lavigne. That was actually a decent record. That record. Ugh. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Shut up, you guys. Uh, I'm not judging you. <laughs> I know. I don't, I don't care anyway. I, I really don't listen to that much music. I don't hate on people's music. Uh, mine would be the Foggy Dew. You familiar with the Foggy Dew? Negative. No, sir. It's uh, like an Irish song. It's uh, specifically the the Sinead O'Connor version. <laughs> really, it's really good. Listen to it. It's really freaking good. I believe you. I'm into all that stuff. Uh, it, it's a very Irish, you know, Celtic Celtic song, and the with with kind of haunt, haunting. A little bit, and, uh-huh. and the way the way she sings it. Whatever band she was in at the time that did Foggy do, it's really good. Listen to it when you're when you're done, Corey. You'll know the song because a lot a lot of the Irish, you know, like I think the Dropkick Murphys did a version of the Foggy Do. Uh-huh. Um, so you'll probably know the song. Actually, when we saw the drop, when I saw the Dropkick Murphys here in Binghamton, they opened with that. They played the Sinead O'Connor version of the the Foggy Dew. I was like, "What is this song? It's fantastic!" Wait, they played in Binghamton? Yeah, they played at uh, Magic City Music Hall. Me and Val and, and our cousin Chris went. Wow, I didn't know that. What brought them here? 
I don't know, but it was awesome. That's pretty that cool. Place used, that place used to get a lot of good acts. Yes, actually. they did. Yes, they did. Huh. Didn't like Snoop go there too? I don't know. There was quite a few, quite a few big acts that that came there. Snoop Lion. It was just like a like a open floor bar. I mean, yeah. it wasn't it wasn't the greatest place, but it was decent. Yeah. And I got to see the Dropkick Murphys there. That's awesome. Yeah. They must have had a good promoter working there or something. Yeah, definitely. Because they had some, like, really... Po- I don't remember the artist, but Val went to see, a, uh, like, a really popular artist there. Yeah. Uh, whose name I, I will never remember. But at the time, like, ten years ago, he was really big. Garth Brooks. <laughs> no, it was some singer guy. I don't know. You know. Some singer guy. Yeah. Harry Connick Jr. No, it was, like, ten years ago. I got nothing. I got nothing. I, I, I should know, but I don't. So, that's uh, all I Tito got. in the chat has wanted to add. What do you got, uh, Tito? What? What do you got, Tito? Back in Black by ACDC. <laughs> that's a good song. Says, yeah, he says he has it. Uh, has the intro on his cell phone. Oh, cool. So whenever I say something really cool, I play that quick couple <laughs> seconds while I slide sunglasses on and walk away all cool like. <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic that's a, that's a great idea drop the mic moment drop the mic yeah alright is that everything uh, new question of the week yeah let's yeah. hear it for next week uh, the protagonist of the last video game you beat is your new roommate what do you do to your place to accommodate them oh jeez <laughs> this is a great question what's the last game you beat Will I don't remember I'd have to look at my list. It's not, yeah, I can look. going to say it's a while back, isn't it? Yeah, I got to like 20 and then I just stopped. The Foggy Dew is the Chieftains with Sinead O'Connor singing it. I'll play awesome. it after the episode ends. Yeah. So you guys can hear it. Um, yeah. cool. Oh, Will, the la- last game you beat? Because Dan's is Batman, right? Yep, mine's Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Heroes of the Storm. Oh my god. How so do that I... doesn't have a protagonist. Okay, so, so duet was before that. Nope. Does it have a uh, Diablo three? That doesn't really have a protagonist either. No. Yeah, your character that you played. So yeah, my female wizard. Yeah, that works. Yeah. Feel free to be creative with it. I mean, you know, I'm full of creativity. If you had done this last week, it would have been Geralt. Oh God. For me, <laughs> from *Feet in the Witcher* three. You could never accommodate Geralt. No, no. <laughs> I don't know if I can accommodate Batman, but we'll, we'll get it figured out this week, I think. Uh, do you have my beaten games on there, Dan? Yeah. What, what are the last ones you have? Colat. And Invisible Ink. Invisible Massive Ink Chalice. Massive Chalice and Axiom Verge you Axiom got on there? Verge, yep. All right. So what was the last one I beat? It was Colat. <laughs> <laughs> I got a pretty good idea of what I'm going to do to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Especially not having like the game. <laughs> All right, <laughs> that everything. I think so. If we missed your feedback, please let us know. We didn't do it intentionally. Yeah, uh, Eric compiles our feedback, so we're kind of uh, uh, scatter scattered without Eric conf- compiling our feedback. So, so we we m- missed it for that reason. If we did miss any, I don't know. Just tweet Eric angrily. Yeah. Yep. All right. That'll do it for episode 206 of the Thumbstick Athletes podcast. I'm your host, Dan. Will. Corey. Thanks for listening, and get out of my basement. Platinum.